September 11th, 2009. Don't you wish you could go back in time and change history? That's what we're going to do in Darkest Today's. And we're going to talk about PAX here on Friday Night Gaming. Broadcasting live from CC Gaming in Kennesaw, Georgia. Friday Night Gaming. And now your hosts, Bobby Blackwolf and Glenn Martin. Hello, hello. Welcome to, uh, it's been two weeks here on Friday Night Gaming. It's been two weeks? It's been two weeks. Seems like a while. Yeah, and uh, welcome. I'm Bobby Blackwolf. We're here at CC Gaming in Kennesaw, Georgia. Thank you for joining us uh, late. This time it's my fault. We had, uh, I thought it was drivers. It was actually just me not being able to plug things in. <laughs> Glenn Martin, owner of CC Gaming, saved the show once again mm. at the very last minute. You're in Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> I am in Atlanta. You are in Atlanta. I yes. didn't know when you got in. I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I am here. Were you, were you becoming Tom Hanks or something? I was. I asked the lady if we could shoot the second film. She mm-hmm. told me I wasn't foreigner, though. I said, well, I'm not from here. That makes me foreign. So this is where we were. We were at uh, at PAX right here. Woo, but you can't see that with my global agenda pin. I usually don't advertise on my, because then I'm part of the problem, but it was global agenda. That's right. I got to help global agenda. And, I got that, and then, then I went to Dragon Con, so I got my Dragon Con badge right here. That's right. While you were at Dragon Con. You were being Tom Hanks. I was at the airport. We, we want to talk about that story? Go ahead and get I, it out of here? Yeah. Get it out of the we, way? We can, we can. So um, give Delta the plugs that they yes, deserve. Yes, I figured we wanted to talk about Delta. I rode Delta. Did you? Yeah, and uh, you know we were in the airport. Last time I talked to you was at the airport in Seattle. We so were thinking Sunday you were. Night. Get, we were thinking you were getting on my plane with me and Mike Fahey of Kotaku, uh-huh. who I drove home. Did you? Yeah. Yes. He, it was if I got on the plane, he needed a ride. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, he got the ride home. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, dro- I I've been to Mike Fahey's apartment of Kotaku fame. You can have my autograph now. So uh, Sunday night, you didn't get on the plane, even though, and it was kind of weird because we were on the plane looking for you because we heard the announcement saying, oh, everybody who said that they would give up their seat and uh, come on later, we don't need you after all. And so we're like, ooh, Glenn's on. Right. Woo. No, that's what you would think. That's what you would think. But we were actually sitting next to a flight attendant, an yeah. off-duty flight attendant that was flying back to Atlanta to be on his next plane. So she give you, or he give you the story? He gave me the story. He basically said, no, that's only for the real standby customers. Uh-huh. They don't. They don't pay people to get off the flight for a buddy pass. Nope. Which is a very misconception of a buddy pass. Right. I took a buddy pass, and your buddy's a jerk. <laughs> he must be, <laughs> because um, I was under the assumption when he came to me and I said, "Look, I'm, I'm trying to go to PAX." You're like, "Hey, I got, I got a room. I wasn't planning on going. I wanted mm-hmm. to go. Wasn't planning on going. I had yep. a lot going on." You're like, "Hey, I got a room. Mm-hmm. I had the time off." I made it in my schedule to be able to make it. So mm-hmm. he tells me, he's like, man, I, got, I work for Delta. I can get you a buddy pass. You, you'll be on a flight one to two, one, you know, maybe one to three flights. Get there early, mm-hmm. and you'll be there on time. So I planned right. to leave Thursday morning. Right. So if I got into a little bit of a delay, I'd at least be there by Friday or Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I got there. Um, I got on the third flight going out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. First class, all the amenities. <laughs> all the amenities. All the amenities. It was great. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't know how far you wanted to go with that song. <laughs> <laughs> I know the story. Yes, more stories. <laughs> but they um, come Sunday morning, they scheduled me for a 6 o'clock flight. I get over to the airport. and um, 
but they didn't tell you. That's right. They didn't tell me. They sent me an email, um, which I wasn't checking while I was out there. Mm-hmm. They gave me a call uh, early afternoon Sunday. I'm a I'm still at the convention center. You're off playing fours of three, I believe, mm-hmm. and and I call you up and I said, "Look, man, I gotta go." Delta called and said, "I'm you know my flight's today," so I head over there. They tell me the next flight's ten fifteen. So which I, was my flight. Yeah, which was your flight, which is a red eye. There was two red eyes for Sunday night, so I said, well, there's no sense in me sitting up here at the airport for eight hours. I took a cab back to PAX and spent the rest it's of the $40 each way, guys. That's right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so I get Hey, back. I paid it too. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I get back to PAX, spend the rest of the day there, you know, closed out. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we hung out, goofed off, and then I get back to the flight you're supposed to be on a little early. And um, I don't get on that flight. Yeah. And then the next flight that rolls around 11.30, I don't get on that one either. No. Next flight is 6 a.m. Monday morning. Right. Which I was there for. Mm-hmm. I don't get on that one either. And this turned into all day Monday and all day Tuesday. And I'm checking flights. There's not even flights available for sale. For me to get home because it's the Labor Day holiday weekend, right. and all of LSU fans were flying out to Seattle. They packs people were in bumper shoot. Everything was going yeah. on. Delta was wide open, but um, story of the buddy pass is it's not really a buddy pass. You're a loser standing in line to get on the plane, and they keep telling you you're next in line. One person's ahead of you, you'll get on the next flight, and they tell you that the entire time you're there. So you finally got on a flight. When did you finally get on? We bought a flight for me to get back home late Tuesday night. Yep. Anyway, I had to take a different airline mm-hmm. to get home. It was the first one available. And this is all my fault because I made him go to PAX. That's right. This is why I didn't call him all week. He drug me there. I, I, I called, like, th- today I was like, it was, and I checked, it was literally a 40-second call. <laughs> that's Because I knew that's how much you wanted to talk to me. It's like, that was too much. You're like, yep, we can get you an Xbox. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Click. <laughs> Get out of my face. I saw you too much. I had fun, but, you know. Oh, I had a great time at PAX. <laughs> yes. Seattle was, was nice. It was being sleepless in Seattle that was not. Mm-hmm. So did you sleep in the ho- uh, airport the entire time? I spent the first night there because I'm thinking, you know, maybe it, it was 1230 by the time that they had told me for certain that I was not going to get on a plane that night. And the next flight was at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it. And I'm like, if I leave now, 1230. I'll go, you know, take a cab to a hotel, check into a hotel, catch a shower, we'll mm-hmm. get an hour or two of sleep, and then head back to the airport to be there and mm-hmm. come back through security. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm gonna try to sleep here in the airport. So I, I spent one night in the airport, and that was miserable. And then the next night I got a hotel across the street from the, yeah. from the airport. But... A wild, yes. definitely wild experience. Never doing Buddy Pass again. Never. We're going to go pa- ahead and plan for PAX Boston. We're all going to get our flights together. It's the first time I've ever done it because it's the last time. It was it was supposedly a painless, yes, cheap way to fly and <laughs> not so. Maybe not on Labor Day weekend. No, that might have been the problem. They were telling me one of the Delta Sky Miles people. Which every time I walked by was like, "Hey, sir, do you want to sign up for Delta Sky Miles?" And I'm like, "I can't even get a mile." On the plane. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to sign up for your crap. <laughs> and every time... I'm, uh, I'm he, a Sky Miles member. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> yes. 
He tells me. I used to be silver member, too, back when I business traveled. Yeah? I got all the upgrades well, it and wasn't, It yeah. wasn't a buddy pass, I'll no. tell you that. He tells me, he's like, well, you know, the last time that this happened, there was a lady stuck here at um, spring break. And she was stuck here for eight straight days sleeping in the in the airport. And we brought her food and took care of her is what he said. We took care of her. You don't know how you can take care of someone in that situation. Get them on a plane. Put them on a fucking plane. Yes. <laughs> so. So that was that was how PAX ended for you. That's yeah. what you're going to remember of PAX. You're not going to remember anything else. It was, I, I had a great time there. You're not going to remember that we got Chinatown Wars uh, swag take here and, and take out with mini miniature – Chopsticks. Chopsticks. Yeah, I didn't get the chopsticks. I got the uh, the Buddy Pass Grand Theft Auto pack there. I got all of the same thing in it. Let's see if I can put these on. Mini chopsticks that say Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. No, we are not giving them away. Sorry. <laughs> so, packs. What did you think? It was your first packs. Like, not talking about coming home. Yes. But what did you think of it? Uh... Impressive, a scaled-down mm-hmm. version of E3. Right. I went as media this time, so it was a... It's your first media experience. So it was different. Yeah, different experience. Um, I, I enjoyed it. We got um, got a lot of more swag than an E3. Mm-hmm. Lots of shirts, which, L- no, we're not giving away. Lots and lots of shirts, stickers, games, um, lots of previews, interviews. It wasn't as crowded or as busy as I thought it was going to be for 75,000 people. 70,000 people. But I think what what did it is that you know I don't know if we never really did it, but there's panels, uh, the like layout four panels. Of was there were one sticker got stuck in there, my little rock star sticker there. But um, like there were those, there was the tabletop free play, the console gaming free play, other things going on. That uh, that's where several thousand people were at. Yeah, it occupied so, a lot of. At, unlike time. at E3, when like there were sixty eight thousand people at E3, they were all trying to get on the exhibit hall. Yes, and here they were not. So we could actually walk around unless somebody was giving away a raffle, yeah, or giving away mini chopsticks or anything. Breakman wants to know because we are in chat. We're in the UStream chat room. It's actually right there, poking him with the chopsticks. Did we actually play the game? They didn't. Rockstar didn't have anything playable. Yeah, we did not play Chinatown Wars, but Chinatown Wars has been out. It was been out on the DS. They're releasing it on PSP. Yeah. So we didn't play. No, nothing in Rockstar. We did go and see, and we snuck in with our media badges to see, to Red, see Dead. Red Dead Redemption. Wonderful looking. I am highly, highly. excited And I told about you when game. you came back because I didn't see it until like you, you were coming before. back. Yeah, you saw. Well, it you were coming back. You were trying to call me, and I'm in the demo. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, dude, go over there. Just stand over there with your yellow yeah. media badge, and they will let you in in front of the long line, yeah. which they're not supposed to do. But uh, they they, they let you in, and you actually got into the last showing. Mm-hmm. The final showing of I Red am, Dead Redemption. It is man, gran- man, highly impressive. Grand Theft Auto Wild West. Yeah, 1910. Yep. Out on the plains. You're, you're riding horses, and it's, it's everything Grand Theft Auto would be in the 1910s. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it was huge, bigger than San Andreas and it's Liberty the City. the biggest and, game they said they've made. Yep, and it, it was, you know, and you're it on is a horseback. Ma- it is massive. And, yeah. And they're like, here's the combat, and here's the town, and you know, here's where you can die, and you get shot in the back, and you're dead. Okay, bye. But it, it was impressive. It was very. I, I'm a, and they had it on a big excited. screen, probably about the size of this wall. Uh huh. You know, in a little small box that you went in and sat in, so no yep. one else would see it. Yep. And then they gave you a shirt as you went out, which mm-hmm. no, we're not giving away. 
<laughs> Just thought I'd always Multiplayer, that. yes, Breakman. Yes, multiplayer in it. Um, Grand Theft Horseless Carriage, says Game Guru. Uh, PC Gamer wants to say, did you play Global Agenda? I did not play it there uh, at PAX because um, Global Agenda is actually developed about two miles from my current apartment. So I've actually been to High Res Studios. Studios, and I've actually played it there in their alpha testing on site and gotten pwned <laughs> many times. That's a And they all knew who I was, so they were all gunning for me, too, because everybody wants to go after the guy that's on the podcast. Bastards. That's another good-looking game. That is. They had a very good showing at PAX. Like, yes. A lot of people are like, I've never heard of this game, but it's awesome. Yeah. So, they, their yeah. booth was packed every time mm-hmm. we went by. Yep. It was. Breakman says, everyone kill Bobby. Everyone kill Breakman. How about that? So um, one of the other things uh, that we saw was this game right here, Darkest of Days. Woo. That was over by the Harmonix booth. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, they were next to the Harmonix booth. This is actually Phantom EFX. This was actually developed by a company that their previous game was Real Deal Casino. Yeah. They made an MMO <laughs> casino game. And it was coming out this week, and uh, basically it is a time-traveling first-person shooter. It's a journey to five distinct times and locations, battle hundreds of NPC enemies on screen at once, weird futuristic weapons, and epic historically accurate battles. It is out for the Xbox 360 and the PC. The Xbox 360 version is our game of the week this week. Um, it was going to be provided by Phantom EFX. Yeah. They're like, oh, definitely, we'll get you the copy by Friday. But they kind of didn't realize that UPS doesn't usually deliver in this area until about 6.30 or 7 p.m. And I was already here, so uh, I went out to Best Buy and picked this up. And maybe we'll give away the other one or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, a little bit of warning on this is that from what I, you know, full disclosure, I, I've heard talk to other people, and uh, this is, the internet is not being kind to this game. No. No, they're not being kind to this game at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We're going we're gonna to go through it with you and see if, see if uh, the internet's just being too harsh or if it really deserves it. And that's one of the things we love about the show because we don't play the games. So we're nice to them. I could sit here and say this is the greatest game ever. But then, you know, the person who's actually playing the game can probably say, this, this sucks, Bobby. What, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, this is also available on PC. We do have some uh, 10% off codes mm-hmm. that we picked up. I've got them in my bag. I've actually got my bag of swag right next to me. And uh, we will go through that as the time goes on because we don't have a hardware segment tonight. I don't, have a, I don't have a drink tonight. We, we slid in here at the last minute. I, I, think the, I think the girls went to go get drinks. Okay, good. I believe. Woo! Is that why we have no girls here? That's right. Wow. They slid out. They're hiding from me. Because <laughs> they know I took their Glen away for longer than they oh. expected. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, uh, and we've got a request. Make sure to turn on the typo-heavy subtitles. They are really funny. The typo-heavy subtitles? Yeah, I guess the subtitles are very typo-heavy, so that is a request. So we're going to go ahead and uh, switch it over. Hey, look, it works. We got all this stuff working. You actually fixed our camera for us. This camera didn't want to work. And I thought it was like driver issues. This one right here that we're looking at right there. And I, I even reinstalled software, so all the software is different. That camera didn't want to work, and I thought it was like driver issues. And, and Glenn's like, no, it's just not tight enough. You didn't hook it up right. I was like, Glenn, <laughs> you and your damn hardware. So let's take a look at Darkest of Days. This is uh, no online, no multiplayer, so we're not even connected to the Internet, so you're not going to be able to like send us messages over Xbox Live. 
Um, no network cable over there tonight because we didn't really need it. But let's take a look at this game. Running on the Xbox 360, this just came out. It is forty nine ninety nine. Is, is its it? price? Yes, it is. Which Best Buy, you know, I thought it was cheaper. And look at this. There's like no, not no splash screens, no nothing. It just says it has a gun and it says press start. We'll save to our gamer tag. There we go. So settings. Yeah, I can't see this from here. This is dark. So we're going to go ahead and hand the controller off. We've got a request to turn on the subtitles. Oh, they wanted the subtitles in this. Uh, yes. In this. Okay. In this game, the subtitles, which means I can't put the lower third up. Bauer CTU says uh, no online multiplayer for your own good. I played a little bit of this. The battle at uh, uh, the, Little Bighorn? Yeah, I think that's the beginning. We're going to see yeah. that pretty quick, pretty soon here. Oh, my memory card's not big enough to save. <laughs> Suckage, because we have no hard drive on this Xbox. so Which is fine, because we're not going online, so we don't need the update. What, you got the 8-bit? I got the 56 meg, <laughs> which is not enough for an update, because you need the 256 meg for just about anything. Here we go. Battle of Little Bighorn right here. You remember this? Yep, I do remember this. This is where you start at Darkest Today's Xbox 360 Friday Night Gaming. We're live from CC Gaming in Kennesaw, Georgia. The outcast did say that I failed again. You're outcast. I'm not reading your stuff anymore. No subtitles yet. Still no subtitles. All right, we already died. Okay, game over. Forrest! You all right? Forrest! Through here! Stay down and follow me! Yeah. Hurry! There's engines all over the place! Engines. E-N-G-I-N. <laughs> I don't see any typos yet, but maybe they actually worked on the beginning. I don't know. I need to be nice. They were nice to us. They were. They were, they were very, very nice We met us. the CEO. He was going to call in tonight. And uh, I couldn't get in touch with their PR guy to get that set up. So, Bauer CTU says, "Good now, good now. Let's play a good game. Come on, let's give it a chance. Give it a chance. It may not be as bad as everybody says it is. Okay? They tried. Now, this is the part where you died. Yeah, I, c I went running out there and died in a in a second. And I, one of the PR guys comes over and says, "Look, you you've got to." run across over there and hide with the rest. He gave me a pointer. Yeah. Actually, I pulled him over. Yeah? And I was like, yeah, we're having some problems understanding this. So while we're doing that, I'm going to do some stuff in our chat room here. There's I am. So let's see here. Yeah, it's a little darker than um, I remember it being. Yeah. They but must have turned it up. There you go. He can he can set it up a little bit. Yeah, because it's, it's really dark on our... Uh, screen two we get now there we go who else should I op in our chat room Where is that is better it? there you go there we go now we can see what's going on you might hit an engine now yeah it's brighter that makes me happy I Here's didn't my th I really didn't think this was too bad for the little bit that I played it and the story idea... Cause the story idea is an interesting is, is premise. amazing, I think, the yeah. story idea. Now, I don't know how far it goes and how smooth and accurate yeah. 
it does, but my my words exactly. <laughs> this is the exact point when I was like, "Hey, yeah, I didn't get hit. What just happened?" Exactly. Yeah. You're like, did I do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? So essentially, what this does, this is doing, is it's going a little bit further ahead because you're going to get overrun. I mean, this is the Battle of Little Bighorn. You're going to yeah, lose. the Indians just keep coming. That's that's what happened. Breakman says, so that's the story. No, we'll, we'll get into the story. I mean, it's, this is... We're kind of leaving some of the suspense here. Yeah. Because there's a major plot point coming up in like 30 seconds or something mm -hmm. like that. So Very soon. Darkest of days. Not dark anymore. We turned up the brightness, so now it's brightest of days. <laughs> oh, hold the circles. Oh, and there goes Custer. He's down. Man down. Calling the Space Marines. Oh, wait. There it is. There's there the Space Marines right there. I gotta get you out of here. Oh. <laughs> oh, and, and now the Space Marine died. <laughs> uh. And that's about as far as I got. Yeah, that, that's about where that demo ended. Yeah. I mean, there were they had two other levels available, mm -hmm. but we didn't play them. Used, uh, one of the Ustreamers asked, where is the naked woman tied to the post? That's still on the Atari 2600. So much for Custer's revenge there, huh? <laughs> press start at press, the end of the... Press start to not die. Phantom EFX presents... A, a Monkey Labs production? Is that what that says? I'm at a weird angle. I can't like read from out here. Darkest of days. Hey, look, it's Assassin's Creed. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just spoil Assassin's Creed to anybody that hadn't played it yet? I'm sorry. It's Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> Compliance. Alexander Morris, you are indeed back among the living. Yes. Come up here so I may tell you about your future in service of history. Yeah. You are in the future from your perspective. No typos yet. Okay. Years or so, if you're curious. We are Chronotech, and through the research and efforts of our founder, Dr. Ranier Cole. What kind of accent is that? Time travel, not Futuristic. But practical. <laughs> it's a recent innovation. Dr. Cole took his first trip 20 years ago, and we are very. Brickman says they're remaking Flight of the Navigator with the Rock. Yes, because he didn't do enough with the Witch Mountain. <laughs> Chronotech travelers witnessed monoliths being raised at Stonehenge. Another team discovered why the Mayan civilization disappeared. We've discovered and learned so much. But with the power of time travel comes the responsibility <sighs> of protecting... With great power comes great responsibility. Cole is a fanatic about this. Peter Parker's a time traveler. One of the reasons we Peter Parker. The father of time. He knew changing history would be dangerous and foolish. Together, the goals of discovery and protecting history form the prime objective. <laughs> Gingru says Chronotech. this is the Skype lady. Keeping that in mind, <laughs> there have been some very disquieting developments. First, Dr. Cole is missing. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing service. Yep, it is. I don't know. Some time out there. Second, 
We are identifying certain historical events out of place and certain people being put suddenly in harm's way. We discover new anomalies every day and we can't This is an amazing This is a great cutscene. I can this is a while. Dr. Cole's absence, no, nor the, the changes we've been seeing, mm -hmm. but I have a strong hunch that the latest the text somehow. Is about five minutes of That's where you come what she's in, saying Alexander right Morris. Oh, really? Yeah, it just goes. In their times of great I know what I can do about that. Let's see. In case you can't read. With saving those people facing an untimely end. You Does she have one green eye, one blue eye? I guess. <laughs> and I'm sure you'd like to show your gratitude for being rescued from certain death. There's more you need to know, and you must have some questions. For the answers, step into the portal. <laughs> now there's no text on the screen. <laughs> They're done. D5T says, show us your boobs. Enter the training simulator. And your hand, your hand comes up, but it doesn't come back down. What? Oh, it's just... <laughs> Wait for it. Oh. It's Sphere with uh, Sharon Stone. There you go. <laughs> All right, so now we are... I guess you're the fucking new guy. Huh? Yeah, FNG. You got some work to do, and I think you should start with some weapons training. Things are a bit different these days. Breakman says a map is the f worst first-person shooter weapon ever. You know, oh. Far Cry 2 did it with the map. You can hold the map mm -hmm. up and shoot him! Shoot him! Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Took you a clip there, did it? Oh wow! You can actually. He's still trying to talk to you, but you can't hear it. Game Guru says it's uh, Sergeant Johnson from Halo is given the tutorial, and we're just completely ignoring it. Ah, I understand now. Okay. What are you doing? When it goes green, you got to do what? Yeah, you got to click the light trigger in. No. It's like tower defense. Except we suck at tower defense. <laughs> no now, how many how many shooters do you usually play, Eric? Hey, um, I think I have the sensitivity a bit high. Okay, but you you know what you're doing playing shooters. Like oh, yeah. you're not a noob. Okay. Havoc978 says, Darkest of Days, more like smallest of subtitles. Realize we are playing it on a high-definition TV here, and we're we're down-converting the widescreen into a full-screen. So it is going to look bad on what we're streaming just because that's the equipment uh -huh. that we have. How many times do I have to do this? I think you said you could stand there and do this as long as you wanted. Well, then that's my new goal. This is it, y'all. This is the game. You see how many? We're, we're never getting any review copies from any company again. You know that. <laughs> nope. Those look like the little plastic muscle men that they had back in the. So he's talking early again. 90s. There it is. Yeah, but he's way behind you, and he's yeah. Woo! 
That was a uh, that was pretty good. It's kind of like horseshoes. You don't even have to be close, do you? There you go. Oh. Completed artillery training. You, you can get killed in training. And you can hurl those things over and over, huh? Yep. That's enjoyable. Do you get an achievement for that? So far, no achievements. We might run across some artillery. So the further you get away from him. Bauer CTU says that we're making history. We got to this game before the angry video game nerd did. Did we? Yeah. They're never sending us anything again, are they? We're screwed, Glenn. This guy was so nice. I know. He was very enthusiastic. And he had, I mean, all, he the, was great. All, he had the all the chicks. He had any of the hot chicks and yep. skimpy costumes. He was in a costume the first day. Yeah. We actually interviewed him. We actually have a video package we're probably going to air next week. Um, and uh, the spoiler about it is we went around to several select, not everybody. We didn't have time to go to everybody. But we basically just asked all these developers one question. Why won't your game suck? And we, the CEO right, of this company, actually told us why Darkest of Days wouldn't suck. Bring up your map and take a look. So that'll be next week. The icon indicates we your that. location. Those circles are your objectives. Enemy locations, when we know where they are, are marked in red. And there was only one developer that was kind of hesitant to answer our question. Guild Wars Two. Guild Wars Two. And he wasn't a developer. He was the German community manager. And he was like, mm, we can't really talk about the game. I'm like, it's not an interview. It's just one question. He was the only one I prepared for the question. Everybody else, we gave the mic, and I'm like, okay. So you have to start with Darkest of Days doesn't suck because, and we already have the camera rolling, so we're getting their reaction. And he was the only one we told beforehand. He was like, hey, He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do it. And then when he, we had him do it, he didn't say it. I had to stop him and say, no, you have to start with Guild Wars 2 doesn't suck. He's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yes. He was boring. But everybody else around him thought it was hilarious. Like the other Guild Wars people that were sitting there. Wow, that was pretty good. That's kind of cool. And then they came back? I get my balls back. You get your balls back. Well, it's the first I've heard of that. (laughs) But the rest is on you. Keep your head down. Get ready for wars. You throw him again. What? <laughs> oh, so they bounce right back at you if there's nothing to. I guess so. I guess so. I gotta go it's always nice to get your balls back, says Havoc978. <laughs> That's better than what you, I thought you were going to say. Very well. After consulting with the Chronotech time stream monitors, I've isolated two individuals in immediate danger. Joseph Welsh is a soldier in the Union Army in the United States Civil War. The War, but the war of Northern Aggression. The action, working as a supply clerk, but he's suddenly being moved to the front lines. Our other target is Captain Petrovich, a Russian officer in World War One. Kept aware? He and his troops yes. should stay together through the war, but they're now in the path of a crushing German counterattack at Tannenberg. If either Welsh or Petrovich meets an untimely end, the repercussions could be far-reaching. 
rescue them from their current crisis, and our reintegration team will get them back to their time period safely. Dexter, have you prepared mission briefings? Yes, ma'am. I've prepared mission strategies and maps and loaded them to the view screen up there. Then I'll leave both of you to your business and yeah. look forward to your successful return. Trust me. Well, you got a choice to make. Where are we going? Oh, I get choices. So you can go to Germany or you can go to... Mm. It's either Germany or the U.S. Germans on the run or night moves. What are we doing, guys? I don't know if they care. <laughs> <laughs> they They're too what? busy making ball and They said, what are we playing? Jokes. Yeah, right. Fine. Dark Claw says the game seems similar to Time Cop. So the actual plot of this. All right. Get, get the Nazis is what you they say. You already know how to use this war's get weapons. The Nazis. Get this the Nazis. This is the opening days of World War One at Tannenberg. You're in the second Russian army, which has three big problems. They're Russian, One, they're big, and they're an army. Second Army General Remkamp wouldn't piss on Second Army General Samsonov if he was on fire. He's hung the Second Army out to dry just because he hates Samsonov. Yeah. Number two, both of these dumb shit generals have been broadcasting their orders on the radio, unencoded. Number three, the Germans know all this, and they're set to kick Russian ass. Yeah, Russian ass. After this, when Russia doesn't march on German soil again until 1945, the Second Army is destroyed. Over 125,000 Russian troops. It's more of a history lesson. Somehow, is this accurate? Been moved to the yeah, yeah, Army. he's a big Aaron Sherman, who is the creative designer and visionary. Uh-huh. That's what it says in this in this program or in the uh, credits in the instruction manual, which, by the way, is eight pages. It's our instruction manual check of the week. I'm not wasting ink anymore. Yeah. Be there to help you track him. Look for me when you get there. Uh, but uh, no, he's a big like history buff, huge history buff. Like that was a real cannon. Yeah, that was in their booth. You could smell. Yeah, it's been, it it's been recently fired too. Um, not at PAX though. But there were cannons that were firing at PAX. But essentially, what this is is that you um, are going through and trying to stop other people from changing history. But in the process, you also wind up changing history. So you have to play as the other side. Like, if you do too good, you're going to have to play as the other side, is kind of what he said. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the Civil War, like, you, so you may be on the South, the side of the South, uh, and you do so good, the South actually wins the war. So then you have to go and become the North to fight against yourself so the North wins and restores history. The balance in history. Yeah. It's like a time paradox. Basically, it's a game of time paradoxes. That's, that's what I could get. Dungeon Buster says, you got instructions. I didn't for the PC version. Well, this is a retail Xbox game, so... Yeah, I know it's available on Steam. We have a few codes available. You're taking, taking fire already. He likes it from behind. Evidently. He likes to throw his balls from behind. <laughs> So is that what, is that an indicator that your gun's overheating? Yes, it is. Oh, 
Darkest of Days on the Xbox 360. We're live from CC Gaming in Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Friday Night Gaming. We're live each and every Friday night, usually at 8 o'clock, but not really. It's whenever I get everything working. Or whenever Glenn gets everything working for me, because I can't do uh. it. Mason Sumo wants to know, can this game go back in time and kill its own grandf uh, kill the developer's grandfathers? Wow. That's mean. These are nice guys. Like Aaron was a nice guy. He was very enthusiastic. That's why I kind of feel bad. Mm -hmm. Well, the last time that happened, the game never came out, and you didn't even know about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jim. Didn't know that the game didn't come out. Oh, yeah. I still like how his hand goes up, but it doesn't go back down. <laughs> <laughs> Too much in the budget. That's... Breakman wants to know what the hardware segment is tonight. Nothing. We've got a bunch of pack stuff. I was going to mm -hmm. go through my packs bag and see what I got. What did you want to see? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yes, we do know that there was a birthday celebrated this week. Yep. A very important birthday. Oh, that 114, 15-year-old lady died. Did yeah, that, yeah, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't the birthday. <laughs> 114 years old, huh? 15. This is probably around when this war was going on, huh? Yeah. Get your ass on that gun. Damn it. Don't know. He says you need to sit on the gun. <laughs> he said get your ass on the gun. Your ass is not on the gun. It's behind the gun. You're doing it wrong. So Breakman wants to know today's September 11th is did we, this wasn't on purpose. There, September 11th isn't in the game. No. Um, you know. Did don't really want to mention it that much. I mean, you know, don't want to seem insensitive or anything. So we're not making jokes about it. No. Just like I don't know if you noticed, we're not making jokes about chicken packs or packs pox. Yes. We're not. You know, because unfortunately, two people I know have H1N1 that went to packs. So, uh, I'm not calling it swine flu, I'm calling it H1N1. But yet, no, Digital Firefly was uh, tested positive for H1N1 um, from Super Happy Funtime Show. And GK128 believes he oh, has it too. He just, oh, fish and mailed. Fish and mailed. Do we have to start all the way over? Yes, we do, apparently. Oh, yeah, because I don't have a big enough memory card to save the game. <laughs> okay, so I can't shoot. In the head, Unless you're like in the water. You so how far do you have to start over? I think they uh, got to go all the way back to Little Bighorn. That's right. There was no checkpoint. No. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. No checkpoint system. It said game over. <laughs> and you couldn't save because my memory card's not big enough. Perhaps we should pull one from over there. I think we should pull like a, a hard drive and put it on that. <laughs> wow. This game is so getting blasted in our chat room. So anyway, the dream, the the Dreamcast was the birthday I was referencing. Nine nine ninety nine. What were you doing on nine nine ninety nine? I was playing Dreamcast. Nine nine ninety nine. Yep. 
Yes, you can turn it off and then turn it back on. We'll switch. What was I doing on nine nine ninety nine? Ah, I was um, I was eating spaghetti. Really? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember what I ate. <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. Nine nine ninety nine. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. i got to show this on the can. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You must have found that in this. the shop, right? Look at that. Woo! Jasper breaks our system. Per- perhaps that's a hard drive from the shop? That could be. That could be really good. It's better than the guy calling in for four red light repair. It's the one that says... Uh, <laughs> four lead right. It's the one that says error code 64 on the hard drive. There's no writing on this hard drive. <laughs> Barrow CTU says, do we have to go back to the game? Yes, we do. So that was your hardware segment. For that you, was right? your hardware segment. E68, yeah. right there. Yep, everybody wants to know, so what's an E68? Yep, so there you go. What's an E68? Bad hard drive. Bad hard drive. Bad hard drive. There you go. Sector 16 on the hard drive is bad. Creates an error code 68. So Dreamcast came out on nine nine ninety nine. That was its launch date in America. Nine nine ninety nine. Yep, September ninth, nineteen ninety nine. They had a big MTV special with Ooh La La. I believe she was. I believe Space Channel Five was around that time. Big MTV special, kind of like what the Xbox three sixty did later. Yeah. Um, I was still in college, but I still went to the Best Buy out in Athens, which is far away from the dorms, and got there. Thought I was going to have to get in line. I was like sitting in the parking lot. There were like three other cars. Walked right in. There was a stack of Dreamcast right there. I'm like, sweet. So I got the, the Dreamcast, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I got uh, Sonic Adventure, mm-hmm. um, Blue Stinger. Yeah. And then uh, I wanted to get NFL 2K, but they didn't get NFL 2K in. So I had to take a rain check. and Those were all pulled for the, uh, the Black EA Sports Edition that came with. The e- Black EA Sports Edition? Dreamcast? There was EA Sports didn't do anything with the Dreamcast. That's why it failed. Well, sign in under uh, the FN Gaming Gamer tag. I believe I have an EA Sports um, edition Dreamcast over there. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Let, let's see this April Fool's joke here. Where is it at? Oh, you wouldn't see it. It's the one that's black. This is Sega Sports. That is not EA Sports, sir. That is not that is not EA Sports. That's Sega Sports. <laughs> yeah, because like everybody was like, the <laughs> I was like, you know, you're wrong. I know you're wrong. Hey, he was he was waiting for me to run over there and pull it out, though, wasn't he? Like I knew you were wrong because I know that EA didn't support the Sega on purpose. Yeah, there you go. Save to the hard drive. Woo! They didn't do it on purpose because I don't know why. They just—I I guess they decided that they were back in the PS2 at the time. And yeah, Bauer CTU says you rickrolled us <laughs> on a Dreamcast. Well, I can't skip it. Oh. You can't even skip Wow, the, you uh, can't even skip the cutscenes. No. Cannot. It's back. There it is. Look at this. Woo! 
we're all happy, darkest of days. Yeah, because this is a. Uh, it's because it's a time travel game. You get to see it again. We're all happy that this game is here. Up, oh! and we're off. And now we're all dead. Oh. I can just draw all over the game now. We've already seen this part. Ron Jeremy mustache. <laughs> all righty then. Breakman asks, "Can we win this game or not?" I, I hesitate to give away copies of games I don't have in my possession yet. Yeah. Is and, he talking about the uh, about this game? Is he talking about the ten percent? No, I well the codes or whatever. The codes, yeah, we've got the codes here, but I, I was saying that maybe we I'd give away this game because we're getting a second copy of it, or you know, from them, and maybe just give away the copy that they send us since I already got this. Marky seventy eight asks, "Are we going to play a different game? Not tonight. We usually just play one game a night. Um, this is kind of a first for us having to restart the game from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, we, we usually just play one game a night and." Kind of switch back between us, which is right here at the table. Hi, That's right. We got to we got to give every game a, a fair shot. Yeah, we, we got to get into it and see if the story see if it see if it gets better or worse or whatever. You know, we we try to be fair here. Barrow CTU says, "Can we please play a different game?" No. <laughs> next week, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. Okay, there's your next week game. How about yep. that? Can you shoot the horses? Yes, you can. Yes, you can, because I remember watching them shoot the horses. I remember seeing that in Red Dead. Oh, wait, we could... Sh- Friendly fire is off. Yeah, that BC Gamer actually br- brings up the... Uh, yeah. An interesting point. He says, Disney bought Marvel, failed. And everybody's like, now you're trying to shoot off your own leg. <laughs> he can't feel it. But uh, everybody's like, oh, no, Disney bought Marvel. They're going to ruin Marvel. They're going to Mickey-fy Marvel. Okay, guys. And, you know, I wanted to say this. Um, Wait. Disney bought Marvel? Disney yeah. bought Marvel for $4 billion. How does this work at Universal Studios? Exactly. And I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> one of the big questions that people have is what happens to the Marvel, Marvel adventures at Universal. Um, I think there's still like a... A contract between they're, them. They're not going to change anything that works. No. Uh, but, I mean, everybody's like, oh, they're going to Disney-fy it. They're going to make it for little kids. You know, we're not going to get any more Punisher and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, guys. Disney's been doing some... Touchstone Pictures is owned by Disney. Would you like me to name some movies that have come out on Touchstone Pictures? <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. God, he said on. Three Ninjas. Three, well... <laughs> Pretty sure Ninja Turtles did, too. Oh, wow. I gotta get you out of here. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I gotta get you out of here. Uh. Get a shot in the ears. Uh. What is that? A Stormtrooper? It's a Space Marine. Sorry. Stormtrooper. Then it loads, and then it tells you to press start. And then I fight giant bugs. Do you love bees? Do you throw balls at your bugs? I can throw balls. At the bugs? If I can detonate them. <laughs> you detonate your balls? So look at that. Yeah, and it ends the, the loading and it says, okay, now you got to press start. So if you're like sitting there and you can't read well, and, and you don't know what P R E S S S E R T says. I think it's because if you fall asleep. 
Right. <laughs> that the game doesn't continue without you. Yes. We're playing Darkest of Days for the Xbox 360. There it is, Darkest of Days. I'm drawing all over the screen. That's the Death Star. This is from Day of Sex. I've seen this before. Day of Sex? Day of Sex. An old... uh... I know, I know. It's (laughs) the old Warren Spector PC game. I know. I used to call it Do-Sex because I didn't understand it. I didn't... Okay, so we're gonna cut, turn that down, and we're gonna while we're waiting for this cutscene to finish. Well, why is she your mother? That's kind of creepy. So let's see. Let's look at some of this other why stuff here. I'm a yeah. What, what do we got going on? Let's show some pack stuff. So, Grand Theft Auto, Chinatown Wars, uh, coming to P- PSP. Coming to PSP. With once again the Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars mini chopsticks. Because this game is on the PSP and the DS, so it's for little kids. Yes. So they give kid-sized, kid-sized Grand Theft Auto chopsticks right there, guys. Woo! Will you ever see a day that Grand Theft Auto is rated E for everyone? (laughs) Grand Theft Auto Kart Racer. Yeah, (laughs) Kart Racer. (laughs) They could take all the mini games like the RC, you know, plane, the biplane, and the boat. Let's see what else. Darts. I brought my. My bag here. I mean, you know, here it is. My Dungeon Fighter Online bag, which I did actually go play. Did you go play that? I did go play it because I figured I was carrying around their ad for three days. I should at least go take a look at it. It's golden. It's an MMO Golden Axe. Yeah. It, it, it plays like Golden Axe, but you, I think it's like only five players at a time. So golden Axe, as in Golden Axe, as in go Genesis, right, as in go right and conquer. As as Genesis Golden Axe, yeah. or Genesis or the uh, 360 Golden Axe. I don't know. I never played the three. It's go right and conquer, is what it is. So okay, okay. So uh, then we got these bags, Dragon Dragon Age, which I've, I've removed the cool stuff and you took all the good brutal, stuff out of brutal there. Brutal Legend. It doesn't suck. There was a lot of stuff in the in these bags yeah. that I didn't realize until I got home and started digging through all of it. Jones Gabba, buy one get one free. So that, that's the energy drink. Did we ever figure out what these were? Dragon Age Origins. I didn't get one of those. Protect Against Evil. Uh, no, I think I got these because I was going to stand in the line or something, and they didn't let me. There's my GameWorks card. <laughs> I played Poppin' Music this Fever. This was a cool spot. An arcade, one of the last standing arcades owned by Sega. It's like a Dave & Buster's out in Seattle. Yeah, it's right across the street from the convention center. That was very cool. And and all the employees were like, "Wow, we had a great weekend this weekend. Why yeah, we, do we have a great weekend?" We went, Bobby and I go in to have a burger, and one of the servers walks up to the bartender, and he's like, "Dude, I had a great Friday. <laughs> this place was really busy." Sakura Con, which is in Seattle, it's a anime convention in Seattle. I know some people that. So let's see. What, let's let's see this. Let's see what this protect, protect. against evil is. I'm. It you must know. be a condom. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Well, it's kind of funky packaging here. Makes sense. Oh, I saw a lot of people with these. It is a condom. What do you know? Yeah. yeah you blow it up and it's a condom. Used, too. Oh, so it's a blow-up uh, sword. Yes. It's a bloody condom. It's a bloody condom. <laughs> okay. Wow. Protect against evil. 
And it's limp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think that'll work too well. DonateGames.org, saving lives one this, game at a time. This was hilarious. Okay. Let me tell you the story about this. I'm coming up the escalator. And this guy hands me the DonateGames.org. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, Donate Game, you know, because yeah, I'm in the gaming business. I'm like, yeah, who, who's donating games? We can hardly get people to trade in games or sell them. No. <laughs> and then it says at the bottom, Donate Games Rare Hero of PAX 2009. This is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Josh Sommer. And it's a picture of him right here. And this is the guy that handed me the card. <laughs> I said, you've got to be kidding me. So this is the guy that handed you the card. The guy that handed me that flyer right there at the top of the escalator was handing out a flyer that, called, that named himself the Rare Hero of PAX 2009. We're proud to accept your used games here at PAX 2009, which will go in our online store. Where you can see what your fellow gamers have donated and make. Wait a minute. Yeah, look at this. So what they're doing is they're saying, "Give us your games for free." Yes. And we will sell them. Yes. Yes. That's what it says. Look. Wait a minute. <clears throat> We're done for, man. We're done for. Ugh. I'll make a bird. All proceeds go to support of orphan disease research networks for patients and educational tools. Ah, keyword, keyword. Uh-huh. What's that keyword in that? Proceeds. Sentence? Proceeds. Now, what is a proceed? A proceed is what you have left over uh-huh. after you've paid yourself, That's your employees, right. mm-hmm. your overhead. So he'll have nothing left. Yeah, your proceeds go to. When you see these gumball machines that say mm-hmm. support ministries and this is for the children and, and, and the small print it says proceeds go to, these guys are paying their gas, their fuel, the gum, a salary, and then they, they give a quarter you know, to the thing. Mm-hmm. Donategames.org. It's like, you know, the government. And Saving it, lives one, one game, game at a time. And they are a nonprofit. There's their ID. They're a 501c3. But when you, um, yeah, when you see something that says proceeds go to. And they're nonprofit. That, that's, that's what's left over. When you see something that says 100% of all, you know, monies, monetary goes to. Oh, throw the blue balls. There they come. Actually, they're green balls. What will you hatch? I didn't look for this. Stop by the Fauna Spear booth to find out what's in your egg. It's the mouse pad. Yeah. I didn't stop by there, so I don't... I well, you know, we didn't there. open this up and look at it yeah. like we were supposed to. Right. Because there was a lot of things that were going on in this bag mm-hmm. that we could have taken advantage there of. There we go. This is oh. the party we crashed. Yep. Actually, they're brown and green balls. PlayStation. Here we go. Throw the balls. This was the party we crashed. That was a very oh. nice, nice we, party. We right were there. not. We were not invited, but we showed up. Showed our which badge was it? This badge. We showed our media badge, and they're like, "Let us put you on the list." They put us on the list. So they put us on the list. And we played. We watched people play mag. We ate their food, drank their beer. Yes. Lord of the Rings thing. This actually, they, these bags actually came with Lord of the Rings online. Mm, the full the PC, version. The full yeah. version PC, thirty day free trial, with like a couple buddy keys because buddy keys, are, buddy things are awesome. We've learned. Yes. That means your your friend can't get on for like three days. League of Legends. What is this? Welcome to PAX 2009 from Riot Games. Please check out our upcoming game, League of Legends. Promotional code. Ooh, there's a code here. Yes. Which I'm not going to show you. Because I'm going to keep it for myself because I have no clue what it is. Okay, what else is in here? Dark World joined the community. Dark Void. Dark Void. This is the game that was over very close by to Darkest of Days. Gotcha. By Capcom's booth on the corner. 
This was a good looking game. Very good looking game. Let everything, everyone see who you're on attacks. Ah, packs. This was this was interesting. This I didn't quite an, understand it, but yeah, it, it even starts. What the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it starts. It says up here. Hang on. What the hell is this? And why would I use it? Because I want to mo- meet other cool boys and girls who got game. What's this? Can we meet little kids? Yes. Okay. There was an Animal Crossing section with a whole lot of people like you sitting in there. Yep. Asking for friend codes. Dofus, which is uh, an independent tactical MMOG. Oh, wow. Thank you, sir. Look Woo! at this. Woo! Look at this. I am now parsed. <laughs> It says on I am so you're supposed to put on Xbox 360 I am and your gamer tag right and and so down the line and um, you you can sign up at who's on and the little punch out card I guess for you to what put in your badge put yeah you put, put you ta- behind your badge tag it to your badge and stuff like that cool idea I guess you know nobody did it I didn't see one person walking around nope with this on so nobody was a Wii title Spurbogs. Available September 22nd. Spybots. Spyborgs. Spurbogs? Spur. Spur. Sp- it's Spyborgs, actually. <laughs> it's Spy? Yeah, it's a spy. S-P-Y. Sour. Ah. No. <laughs> That's how I felt. Uh, Guzex. Play, trade, game, more. Trade that, your games. That looks interesting. It's an online video game trading site. In other words, they're taking Glenn out of business. On the internet. That's awesome, guys. Thanks. Yes, because they work so well. Dolby Axon, hear what you've been missing. We actually visited them because I took a taxi ride with their PR lady uh, in the you airport. Sure, you sure did. I, I felt like Glenn for a little bit with the ladies there. She, like, shakes Glenn's hand. She comes up to me, and she's hugging me. Uh-huh. It's awesome. We actually recorded a full interview with them. We did. First one. Yep. It was the only one. The only time we actually did a full interview was with them. wonder why that was. I was trying to impress her. So um, Dolby Axon, what this is, this is a uh, technology for 3D voice. Very interesting so concept. So basically you can actually it, – it puts the voice of the person you're listening to. A, it gives them better sound quality. So it's not you know the telephone type stuff that you're mm-hmm. used to. But then it also puts them in 3D space. Put a retrospective of where they are right. playing with you in that game. Mm-hmm. But you can also, like, they're, they're having a chat client come out later this month, an IM client, that's kind of replaced, like, TeamSpeak and Ventrilo and stuff. But you can actually put the other people in specific places around you. So that way, instead of saying, okay, who just said that, you know in your right ear it's so-and-so, and in your left ear is so-and-so, mm-hmm. and it actually, you know, puts it in 3D space. So it was very interesting. Um, there, there is a limited beta program, uh, dolby.com slash packs. Is if you want, if you want to get it on that, you can get an IM client. It's actually going to be in a few games. Um, Jumpgate Evolution is the big game that they're going to be shipping Dolby Axon technology in the game. But then they've got this chat client that you can use in any game in the background, much like uh, Ventrilo and TeamSpeak. And stickers for Dolby Axon. Yep. Check that out. And they did say this would be coming out for – they would be doing something for console later. Mm-hmm. These are like for your car windows, huh? Yeah. Explosion Man ad. Xbox Live. Arcade game, right? Yep. Yep, yep. 
available Here you now, go. I believe. Let's talk about this thing, because you got to use this. I did use that. Video games are fighting back. Gear up and feel the consequences with third space and TM uh, games, or rather, get pounded on your own terms. That was... What? This was an pounded. interesting piece right here. Bobby get, wanted me to go check this because out. Because I saw this back when it was called the Forceware Vest at GDC 2006. And it's actually out now. So this is a product out on PCs. They're making a console version. Mm-hmm. You try this. You tell everybody what it is. This is a new version. Have you guys ever heard of the Activator? Was it the Activator or the Interactor? The Activator. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm going to back up. Activator was Sega Genesis that you stood inside of. The right. Interactor was a backpack for multi-platform games back way back in the day that was a plastic shell with straps on it and had a speaker in it. So you could fear, feel and hear the rumbles and all that kind of stuff. This thing right here was more like a ski vest slash bulletproof vest that you put on that was pneumatic. So it had little air hoses that ran to it. They were timed to the weapons and different modes of the game. So as you fired off a gun, you would feel the recoil to a specific spot on the vest. And it was impressive. The the thing that was probably the coolest about it was not that it just... It wasn't just a rumble pack that you were wearing. If you were getting shot from behind, it would pound you, yeah, on the shoulders. From behind. Go ahead. You can say it. You can say it, Mike. It pounded you from behind. And it uh, it was very weird. The recoils, if you got shot from behind, you knew where it was coming from. And uh, they did say they were working on this for console, because that, that was my question with everything. Is this coming to console? Is this coming to console? Right. They said they were testing it with um, Gears of War 2. And Bobby even went there and said, uh, so so how does this work? Yeah, I did. And the guy's like, um, um. That's a trade that, secret. That's our secret. That's our trade secret. And then you turn to me and you're like. I figured it out. I said, yeah, I know how that works. And yeah, he's like, really? And then you're like, you're sitting there talking to him about stuff. He's like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, he looks. <laughs> he looks at you and he's like, oh, shit. He knows what he, he knew exactly how we did it. Because you just mentioned what you do. And he's like, uh-huh. I gave him. I didn't say this is what it exactly does. Mm-hmm. But I gave him a, what do you call it? I, I gave him a, not a metaphor, but I, I gave him an example. I said, this is the same thing I do to a controller is the same thing you're doing to this vest and I think that this is how it's highly related and he was like um uh, hmm <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting theory yeah, sir like, yes hmm would you like to get out of our booth now yeah and then he starts write stuff down no <laughs> so how does it work well basically the uh the Xbox 360 controller I'll relate it to that um when you pull triggers or, or when there's different things going on on the screen um to get rumble and to get shake and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, the game, the console, sends signals to the controller, mm-hmm. depending on uh, what's going on in the game. They're picking up on those same sensory devices, such as rumble mm-hmm. or LEDs or lights. Because when we put LED lights into controllers, we can, we can tell where you're getting shot from and fired from, too, because the controller responds to in-game play. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same with a PlayStation, you know, Three with the tilt and everything, the controller is very much interactive with the game, and it does send a lot of information back to the controller that you may or may not even realize. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if we had a um, if we had a game where when you pull the right hand trigger and you're firing off a big turret, 
and you feel the controller shaking, they're just doing that force feedback into a certain area mm-hmm. of this vest. And they're using pneumatics. They're using air to make Yeah, because it didn't work the first time. Yeah, so they're just, they're just yeah. mapping it out to a... Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking the same essential sensors from that controller and they're separating them and putting them all into a vest, which is a great idea. It's nothing like, mm-hmm. you know, I, the first thing I was looking for was like, I wonder if this is patent not to recreate one, but I, I would assume it would be very hard to get a patent on something of this liking because it's right. already taking the sensory yeah. controls from a controller and just spacing them out into a vest. And I didn't see it anywhere. But yeah, that's that's basically how it works. And it, but it's cool. They've had to go in and add some ux, extra little sensory features yeah. to make it tell that you yeah. hit from behind. Yeah, because I was about to say because I mean I've done XNA programming. Yeah. So I know exactly what I can tell the controller. Yeah. And I know how the rumble works in the controller. Basically, there's there's two. I, I they're not. I don't think they're potentiometers. I think is what the rum, creates the rumble. Mm-hmm. Not accelerometers, but potentiometers. They are potentiometers. And one of them is small, and one of them is big. Gives you different effects. Okay, and you can actually set in XNA, as an XNA programmer, mm-hmm. I can set each one from 0 to 255. So if I want a really low rumble, I only use the big one, and I have it set to a low number. But it, I don't tell it I, you're getting shot from the right. I'm just yeah. saying do this, which is why it's kind of interesting that you say that retail games will actually tell the controller which way you're getting shot, when to me... It's just I'm telling which rumble, which potentiometer to spin at what speed. Uh-huh. Like we take um, we take Xbox 360 controllers when we put the LED mods in them mm-hmm. to where, like in Gears or Halo, when you have that little bar mm-hmm. or half circle, and it kind of you know most game you know even this game does it shows you where you're getting hit from. Mm-hmm. We can program those LEDs to do the same thing on the controller. So basically, that's what they're doing with the vest. We're actually farther along in Darkest of Days now. Look at You can't even see the map! What, do you got a ski mask on? That's right. Wow, he does. It's a who? It's a gas mask? Are you in water? Yeah. Are you on gravel? That's what it is. Alrighty. So we are playing Darkest of Days here on the Xbox 360. It's also available on PC. This was one of the games we saw at PAX. Yeah. I have no clue what we're doing. Are we are we killing Nazis or uh, North? <laughs> we're killing the Nazis. Alright. The Nazis. I just, sorry, I, I felt inglorious for a little bit there. So let's so let's see what else is in this thing, because we're not done yet. No, more well, stuff. More stuff. Dungeons this is and one bag. Dungeons and Dragons Online, unlimited free play. Oh, how to redeem your oh, sweet? I'm not going to give that away because there's a code on the back of that too. Oh, look at this! What is this? It's a product that doesn't exist. It's a sticker for the back of the car. Yep. It is on live. Saw this again at, uh, this was at A3 as No, it well. wasn't. It was across the street. Oh, that's right. It was across the street. Yeah. Because they didn't want to go to E3 because. Yeah. They were given, at, at E3 I got those uh, blow-up balls, little limo rides, wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. So we have a call here on the line. I don't. I, we haven't given out the number yet. Uh, Friday Night Gaming, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
Hi, uh, this is Bessing here, and I'm from Buffalo, New York. We, we haven't started taking calls yet, man. You're jumping the gun. It's getting exciting. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, Curtis Wong, uh, you said something earlier about taking calls. My bad. Um, well, as long as you got me on the line, uh, I did have one question and one tip of information. Okay. Um, now, since you guys were talking about, like, accessories and add-ons and all that good stuff about for various systems, uh, between you and Glenn, uh, what would you, uh, the two of you say would be the worst accessory add-on that you, the two of you had the misfortune of ever using? The worst add-on? That we've ever or used. Accessory. Yeah. Or accessory. Oh, wow. That we've ever used. I, I, there's a couple of them out there that were just like... I, and i got to think about it, because like, I know I've played them. I know a couple right off the yeah. bat. Okay, could, well, th- then you, you start while I think. One I mentioned earlier was the activator. Yeah. This was a device for the Sega Genesis that was for Eternal Champions. And it was, um, okay. it was an octagon mm-hmm. on the floor plugged into a controller port and you stood inside of this thing and it would punch and kick and uh, that was one mm-hmm. um, the power glove yeah even though in all its glory everybody was like so oh, bad the power glove so bad yes that thing was terrible I- am I allowed to say the Guitar Hero World Tour drum set if, if that's what you feel right <laughs> the drum pedal yeah <laughs> That interactor that I was talking about, you know, we have one of those interactors in the back. Oh, in the back, okay. Because um, I can't, I was looking to say if I could swing the camera over to him. We might talk know. Mike into running back there and digging Maybe. it out for us if he's interested. The guitar hero one too? No, I no, we don't need to see the, what guitar. The hero interactor is, is you go through there, far shelf to the left. It's it's on that far shelf over there, to the left. Now, are these better or worse than Darkest of Days? The accessories, yes. These accessories are wor- are worse. Oh, okay. I I haven't played this game. I'm still. I like the guy and his crew and his people and yeah. how they handled themselves so well at at PAX that I'm not going to bash this game. Right. I haven't played it yet. But um, oh look at this. They, these guys were so nice and to us that yeah. there you go. You found it, bud. What is this? This is the early days of. Sorry about this, guys. It's, I'm trying to relearn how to use all these cameras. It's virtual reality gameware. Works with the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, and it adjusts to fits all sizes. Feel punches, explosions, kicks, uppercuts, slam dunks, crashes, body blows, and more. Bobby blows. That's what it says. Bobby blows. Bobby blows. Isn't I don't want to know. Is that your gamer tag? <laughs> On the Dreamcast? Ah, hate you, Glenn. I wish you didn't get a plane back. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I win. Woo! <laughs> I walked home, Tony. Uh, he could walk 500 miles and he could walk this 500 is, uh, more. Oh, we're going to the back. Hang on. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you guys haven't mentioned the U-Force for the NES yet. <laughs> no, that one was pretty bad. Well, because I never played it. What's that? The U-Force? The U-Force. For the Nintendo. Yeah. Very interesting device. Yeah. That okay, was so bad. The, the interactor works with video games, and it shows, like, what is this, a ColecoVision or something? I, it looks more like the Sega. It, it's a generic-looking Sega yeah. CD gotcha. on one side. And then maybe an, it's like a Sega CD yeah. and an Intellivision Super Nintendo mixed. And it works with TV and VCR, mm-hmm. which, by the way, your employee, 
Uh oh. Said she is she, she uh, is not here right now, right? She's not. We can talk she, about her. Go ahead. Because she had to go early. Well, I don't know where they sl- they. Well, slid they out. went somewhere, but she told me she couldn't stay. She couldn't stay for the entire show. Okay. Because Jay Z is doing a concert on Fuse, and she has to go home and watch it. And I'm oh. like, don't you have a VCR? And she looks at me and she goes, "What does what does a VCR do?" Wow. And she actually sat there. She's like, "Oh, it records things." <laughs> like it light turned on. She's like, "What's a VCR?" Yeah. Kids these days. Uh, CDs and stereo. Right. At least it's CDs and not cassettes. And then home computer, and it shows two five and a quarter inch drives. This is awesome. Hang on. Yeah. Woo, look at that. Oh, well. Uh, no, I don't know if it's something uh, either one of you would be interested <laughs> in or even um, some of your other our other viewers. Okay, just just but uh, but there uh, uh, those uh, of you that go uh, buy like videos and whatnot off of uh, either Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. At least over on uh, the PlayStation Network this week, uh, they're having a, a sale on certain first uh, first seasons of certain shows like Battlestar Galactica and. Uh, uh, the office and a few others. I can't remember uh, all of okay. them off the top of my head. Okay. But so, you know, but, yeah, but they're basically a, a fraction of the price. So. All righty. Well, thanks so much, Bazinator, for the tip. We'll tell. Yes, sir. Thanks so much. All right. So that was the activator. The interactor. Interactor. Interact. That's not the activator. Yeah, the activator I'm getting, was the Genesis. I that's confused right. Too. Yeah. I'm getting them all confused. What's going on in the game? Did we just go through another bubble? We did die at the same place, by the way. We did just we? weren't looking at it at the time. But at least they could save, they could resume because we put in a hard drive. Was it like the, no. the Nintendo where. What's going on? I perceive Dexter's report. It sounds like all hell was breaking loose back there. All hell? job getting Petrovich off the battlefield. It was bad luck you couldn't catch up with him. Our research shows a location. So I guess that was the, like. You did a good job getting them off the battlefield. Bad luck you couldn't catch up with them, though. Yes. What? Good job, you're a failure. <laughs> I don't understand. Your job will be a lot easier if your shooting irons are in better shape. Your shooting irons. This reminds me of that other from Lost. Eh, Sawyer, I know. It. I just. Kate's not my type. <laughs> Anybody know who he is? I can maybe like see if he did the voice acting for the game because he does sound like him. Now that I like put that in my head, I can show you more. After every mission, assuming you don't totally screw it up, you get upgrade points. So we can upgrade rate of fire. Eight monkey. Bob Barnes is the voice of Dexter. Bob Barnes. Let's look him up on IMDb. Hmm. Darkest of days. Darkest of days. That's it. Bob <laughs> Barnes. I don't know. Bob Barnes at Voices.com. I wonder if this is going to... I, I, it didn't pull up IMDb, so he's a... Uh, he's a voice talent guy. Yeah, he is a voice talent. He's uh, equipped with Sony Audition. 
He's got. He speaks English and English. He speaks, but his accents. He's British and Irish, including a great leprechaun. Western German sweet, and I'm not kidding, guys. I'm not kidding. In fact, just to prove it, let's see. Let's go to screen. <laughs> including a great Lepre- leprechaun right there. Yeah. Western German Swedish Southern. I, Tiger Claw says there are only five voice actors. That is incorrect. Because the manual itself states additional voices by, and they list like a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So there are only five credited. They're immortal. One guy is both Dr. Rainier Cole and Agent Bob. Agent Bob. Bob Barnes has a funny uh, thing here. He says that he can. Do teen, young adult, middle aged, and senior voices. Payment terms. Terms sure pay or PayPal preferred. So we can pay him PayPal. <laughs> wow. And we can have Bob Barnes do voices for us, but then we'd have to get rid of K Dog. Bob will but and Bob will invoice you directly, directly if you buy your company's name address. Yeah. Your check will then be But we have K Dog ninety six. We don't need Bob Barnes to do anything. He's even got feedback. Oh, and you can do it. We can get a demo of his voice. Oh, do we want to get a demo? Yeah. Let's get a demo. Let's see what this is. It's amazing the way our mind recalls mental pictures based on just sounds. That's not a leprechaun. Think how vivid our memories become with actual pictures of those special moments. That's not bad. Right. To get cool at Terry Queen, the legendary peanut buster parfait and banana split now on sale for only $1.69. It's just dead. I can't get comfortable. The First National Bank of Effingham has now become <laughs> Citizens Bank. And did you know that together... These two banks are truly better. They had to be taught to do blood tests, learn food groups, and Where's even the shot. Hold it, hold it. Let's get a bit more specific. Uh, could I have the map, please? Come to Hacienda, home of Mexican flavor. Wow. Hacienda serves great tasting food in its fun fiesta atmosphere. Breathe not a word to the abbot, but I printeth the tour book for the town and country new home tour. Why call the town and country? I can't spell Vitherignon. Oh, thanks, Theo. Threatenly. Wow, he's actually you know yeah, he, he's pretty he good. has a very good range. He's yeah, in a, he does, and he lives in Indiana. Wow, I, that was that was a pretty impressive for what I thought. It was Interlogic says I trust that man's voice. Yeah, I, was, can't, I can't make fun of him anymore. Especially the Dairy Queen when I was ready to go out and get a Sunday or some Mexican food. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Darkest of Days is playing. We do have some more pack stuff, so let's uh, go back and look at some pack stuff. How about that? Let me move this back down. As we're getting a full thing here. Full table of stuff. Assassin's Creed 2, that's a sticker for Assassin's Creed 2. That's a console skin. Oh. Oh, I got another sword. Oh, you do, do you? I have another sword. Video game console skin. This must be for the... uh, PS3 Slim. Maybe. <laughs> oh, here's another uh, bag of, like... I, I did get those. I got that in my little... All these, like, little different Rockstar stickers and stuff. Little teeny... Probably for the DS or PSP, right? Probably. There's, uh... That sucks. This is the one I wanted to see, but I didn't open mine either. Can you melee it? Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> Enjoy. Some young... 
Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then and then I, I like how this. It kind of looks like uh -huh. an, a, a G and an A and a yeah. It's a Chinese dish, evidently in uh, Chinatown wars. There you go. You almost had it. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. I, I want to know what's all in there now. Yeah, well, you, you can look at your own. Open my own? Get, get your own box. Winning is everything. Steel series. Headsets, mice, headsets. I've been dropped. Oh, did we die again? Yes. Wow, we suck at this game. Don't open that one. TikTok, how well do you know your friends? Facebook apps. Okay, there were people actually advertising their Facebook apps mm -hmm. at PAX. This is one of them. Ubisoft is all up in your Facebook. Yeah. They're going to punch you in the Facebook. I remember. I like that the little Facebook. slogan. X-Link says, some young guy, no, it was G-A-I, which is not pronounced guy in Chinese. It rhymes with what a horse eats. Split second. Yep. And their Facebook page. Facebook page. Facebook.com slash split second. No web address, huh? That was their web address. Or you can go to Amazon.com and pre-order it. And you can get $5 off the pri price of the game if you pre-order from Amazon. Now the third space ad. Battlefield. Get a, a, a text. This was kind of interesting. This is the first one we got hit with, walking in the past. Yep. And, and what it is is that oh, I actually got a few of these, but they were giving away T-shirts. Now, how did you get a T-shirt? Well, you had to text mm -hmm. BFBC2 to the phone number 66937. Yeah. You had to text that to them, and then they'd give you a shirt. And then I assume they will then send you text messages of uh, of, of where do you of more things about Battlefield, more things of Battlefield later on. Like, they were going to spam you. I got a few of these. I did not get a Battlefield T-shirt because I didn't want, did not want them... Now, here's a jealous skin of Dead Space Extraction uh, for I'm, your iPhone. I know where you got this. Jealous skin of Dead Space Extraction. iPhone. Uh, my girlfriend actually uses jealous skins with her laptop. She has a jealous skin on the, her back of her laptop. This was at the um, the Dead Space party. The Dead Space there. party. Yep. Which is a story in itself. <laughs> so it could not be a PAX without a six-card booster pack. Of uh, Magic the Gathering. Hmm. So I got magic cards. I wonder what cards I got in here. We'll look later. And then uh, Load Runner. 33% off, one week only, September 14th through 20th. Deal. It's the deal of the week for Xbox Live Gold members. So Load Runner for Xbox Live Arcade is going to be uh, next week's deal of the week. And that's all that was in the press bag. I have more, though. These press bags didn't come with. See, I didn't see this either in mine. Well, I think but what, I, I, did, what I did is I dropped a lot of stuff in mine. So I probably picked those up somewhere. Here was the official program. That's how they did it. Super Nintendo instruction Festival manual. series. So that was cool. Um, 
They gave us all reading material for when we were in line. The game career guide. Kickstart your career as a game developer. And then uh, I threw this in here just because I went there. So there's the Dragon Con program compared to the PAX program. Which one's hotter? <laughs> wow. That's a... Uh... I'm keeping this. It comes out next week. Scribble dots, huh? Bubbles have happened again. Well, interesting there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, the beta code for uh, early access beta for Dungeon Fighter Online, which we talked about earlier. Early access begins September 15th, um, which this is the code we will give away. I actually got three. I kept one for me. Eric apparently loves this company, yeah. so I gave him one, which means we only have one to give away. So we'll figure out how to give that away sometime. <laughs> and then what else did I get? Oh, look. Pick a card, any card. These are pretty good. You already activated yours yet? I activated mine, and it's not in the stack. Whoops, and it fell right into there. Connect to Xbox Live for your free Avatar t-shirt because the fun never ends. And what these were, these have codes on the back, which I will go ahead and show the back of them. Uh, that give you one as a male, one as a female. So there's two codes. Mm-hmm. Females can't wear the male one. Male ones can't wear the f- male, female ones. But, I mean, oh, wow, look. Wow, that was a look at all these. Like it's, it's like they just fell in my bag. Uh-huh. And we have some of these. The cool part about it is if you use like the male T-shirt, you mm-hmm. can still give the... The female T-shirt to your to woman. There you go. There you go. So I, I wonder how we're going to give these away, too. So we have that and a dungeon fighter, and uh, I guess I didn't bring the because uh, I thought I had brought the uh, the ten percent off coupons for Darkest of Days because I had them in a different pile, and I think that's the problem is they were in a different pile. Yeah. So I didn't throw them in because all my bags are empty now. So that was it. Music dude wants them all. I say no. In fact, here's what I say to that. Here is Darkest of Days, which, by the way, is dark again, because since we had to reset, we didn't set the brightness back up. It's just a stage. So we can't see it anymore, which... No, it's all the way up. It's the stage that he's on. He's oh, really? night or something. It's all the way back where it was. That's way beyond where it was, but... No, I can see that. There we go. Because I know we reset, we rebooted, so I didn't know if we Yeah, look at that. In the Facebook. Punch you in the Facebook. Bauer CTU says, I'm just grateful we're seeing Bobby Swag instead of that lousy game. What? No! Oh. It's not too bad. Here we go. So now we get the top right corner. We're covering up the top right portion of the game to show you who's playing. You're welcome. <laughs> the melee sound effects. I thought you were going to bash this game, Glenn. No, I was, you know, they're, they're wonderful. <laughs> it sounded like he was punching a pillow. Did the girls ever bring drinks? No, Tony did. Tony did, yes. But hey, I don't care it was a drink. The, the two girls... 
looked at us as they walked by and were like gave gave me the look like oh we'll be right back and that was they they apparently knew mm-hmm. they were that like this game was gonna suck they were going shopping or something evidently Bower CTU wants us to cover one hundred percent of the screen so, so here's what I'll do they want to see more of Eric is that yeah, you really want to look at Eric? <laughs> See, I bet if the girls were here playing, I bet if the girls were here playing the game, people would be more interested in this yeah, game. Yeah, see more game, more game. So we are currently playing the War of Northern Aggression. It's not a civil war. Is that what's going on it's, here? Yeah, this is the War of Northern Aggression. What side are we playing on? Uh, the losing side. Yes, the one where I get overrun by like six hundred Germans. Throw your balls out. In the Civil War? No, this is German. <laughs> oh, so we're not in the Civil War. And you died. Of course. you got to throw your balls more. Is that what is going on? I started just tossing my balls just out. Tell, Everywhere. Keep, keep your balls going. Do you, have, you don't have nades, any of that stuff? Those are the balls. No, they only give you two grenades, and those are gone. So you have to use your space balls from the future. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Friday Night Gaming, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is excellent calling from Melbourne, Florida. All these people that have our number on speed dial, we don't even <laughs> say the number, and they call us. That's right, because I'm just that good. What's going on? What do you think of Darkest of Days? Awesome game, right? You know what? Um, can I get back to you on that one in a few days? No. Wow. Yeah. No, tonight is the Darkest of Days. you got to tell us now. Um. Yeah, this might not be you know, darkest of days. It might be disappointing the title in general. I don't really see me really playing this one as a first-person shooter at all. But it's ten dollars cheaper than everything else. Um, no. Now, if I got a copy for free, that might be a different situation. I'm not saying here or anything. But did you hear that, Glenn? No, yeah. but you know, no, seriously, it's not. It doesn't look that too bad of a game, actually. I mean, the concept. The, the concept is really cool, and they even say that like they had to get an agent because, I, and I don't know how much of this was real, but they said they had to get an agent <laughs> because. <geez. laughs> what the hell? The melee sucks in this. So, what what is this game lacking then? What would make this game more appealing to you? Bigger balls. Um, probably better better of a storyline. I guess the storyline looked a little too loose. I mean, I like the whole fact that you can go from one place to another and have all these futuristic weapons, but, I mean, then it gets too silly, you know, you're sitting there with, you know, grenade launchers in the Civil War area, I mean, you can only do so much, I mean, it becomes like a whole Bill and Ted type, it looks like type of adventure then, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So basically what you're saying is, uh, you know, because it wasn't made by a big name developer? Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. No, yeah. these little name developers should get credit for what they do. I mean, for a game like this, this is really good for somebody who just came out with, I mean, beforehand with a multiplayer casino game. I mean, you know, this is a, you know, it's a good start. I mean, you know, they can work from the ground up with this, and hopefully, they become better. I mean, nothing's done, you know, perfect in one shot. So, I mean, Bower CTU just hates this game. He does, huh? He absolutely hates it. What would make this game more appealing to me? Putting the disc in a dr- deep fryer. <laughs> oh jeez! He must be. What from about the, zombies? He's from the south. Would zombies? Would zombies make it better? Because all these first-person games have zombies. No, Madden. That's Madden would make this better. Oh wait, he said. really? Madden? Wow. Okay. So did you see this guy? This <laughs> Man, he's gonna walk over. He's gonna run over here. But this guy is gonna go over here. And this X right here, he's gonna boom. stay put because he's in Madden. And boom! And he booms. And, and he just stuck his hand what up and he brought it down. Balls. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you'd like to see Darkest of Days 10. Yeah, exactly. 2011. With Madden. Yeah. With Madden. There you yeah. go. <laughs> you got it jammed. Um, should eat a larger budget. Yeah, they probably wouldn't eat a larger budget for that. Um, the Islands of the uh, the Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios. As of what I can tell from here, because of course I live in Florida, right around the corner from it. Um, it's there to stay, as long as they play by the guidelines from what contracts they had signed and everything. They just can't make anything more onto the island. They can't change anything around without, of course, permission from Disney, since Disney now owns rights for. 95% of that company. Yeah. So, as uh, long as they play by the rules, it should be fine. Now, now, whether or not they can all change as of next week, probably, but it will still be there for quite some time from what I understand. So, it's not going away anytime soon. So, if anybody's making plans to go down there and go see it, they can still do so without worrying about it being gone the next day. So, very good. good. Okay, yes, I understand that. Thank you for whoever brought that up. Yes, I understand Melbourne's not right around the corner, but close enough, about an hour and a half drive. Thank you. Oh, really? Because we're right around the corner from New York. Yes. <laughs> Only a few hours. To Spezinator. Yeah. Hey, be nice. Well, he's in New York. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're right around the corner. And that was the NBC shows. A lot of the first season for the NBC shows, they're showing for 99 cents you can get the different episodes for. That's what was Spazzy was talking about because people didn't understand what was going on. So, All righty. Yeah, it's uh, TV shows. Who has time to play t- watch TV shows when we can play Darkest of Days? And throw, yeah, our, and throw balls across the water. Across the pond. <laughs> And have people like Bobby do Madden voiceovers for it. So boom! It it even better. There you go. See, he threw the balls this way and this way, and they went boom, and then they flew right back to him. <laughs> they didn't hit anybody. They came back. And speaking about Madden, what about the curse? The curse came true this year again. That's right. Uh, whoever, what, There's two people on the cover. Wow. One of them got injured this week. Oh, yeah? Yep. The, it was... I, I don't know. Um... The guy to the left of the cover. Yes, right. guy on the left of the cover. I can't think, yes, I can't see the guy's name for some reason. That escapes me. I'm sure Tyler Qualls going to bring it up in a minute, like he always does. So. <laughs> it's because they get tired of all the photo shoots. And they're yeah. wore out. Now, Breakman says about Darkest Days, this looks like it's a small developer. I imagine a lot of heart and soul was put in this game. Yes, and that's why it's hard for Glenn and I to say that many bad things because I know how much they believe in this game. This guy was not your average no. person that you meet. And we're talking about Aaron Sherman, yeah. who's the CEO of Phantom EFX, and in the com- in the credits, he is listed as, and I'm going to get it right, creative designer and visionary. He ran over to us and was happy to see us and was like, mm-hmm. he's excited about this game. He's uh, all dressed the part. He had some good-looking crew standing out front in, mm-hmm. in uniform. They had weapons, real weapons, mm-hmm. real cannons. And um, they were just, you know, they, here, would you like something to drink? I mean, the, these guys yeah, were they true, gave us true, water. Yeah, yeah. true, true people, real hospitable. Well, I would have real weapons, too, if I knew, you know, about this, oh. all this, you know, people are going to be talking crap about it. Oh. <laughs> Man. Yeah, but, but super like, guys. Hey, look, this is a real sword. Oh, yeah, your game is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. 
But the concept no, is interesting. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a good concept. It's a good game. I'm sure they, they add stuff. You know, like, who knows? They could add stuff to it. They can make a speech. Anything's possible. I mean, it's just a starting block, basically. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, somebody said, know, like, uh, didn't high full. I, I can't remember. It was way up here. But, like, didn't high voltage do shovelware and then make the conduit? Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Conduit Mass Effect? No, Mass Effect was. Not conduit done by for the Wii. I mean. You mean the same thing you can say about the, yeah. the company for you know drawing a life? I mean, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, you know, drawing a life for me, I'm like, this is not the worst something I really want to do. This is for more for my, you know, the yeah, step kids and stuff to play. And now it's dribble not coming out around the corner. I'm like, oh, yeah, die with the shotgun. And that was Game Guru, by the way, that said that. I wanted to attribute yeah. that quote to him about uh, high voltage going from shovelware to conduit. And uh, <laughs> Game Guru even says Eat Lead is a better game than this, and it's forty bucks. Eat Lead's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to like eat lead. <laughs> Breakman said he would play this. DLC for this game? No. But yeah, hey, Breakman, you can come down. We're at uh, CC Gaming in Kennesaw, Georgia. You can come down, play it tonight. Right around the corner. Just uh, yeah, we're right right around the corner, and uh, from from uh, Indiana or Illinois or wherever one of those I states. <laughs> So, uh, anything else on your mind, X-Link? No. Uh, uh, music Dude 521 wanted me to give him a shout-out. Oh, yeah, so well, why that's not? why I'm going to hang up on you, because I don't think you need to be giving shout-outs to anybody. Friday Night Gaming on Skype, one eight 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 fn game one and yes, I did hang up on X-Link. Because <laughs> wow. he started giving out shout-outs, and I'm like, no. Did he really? Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. He's probably still talking. He doesn't realize we shut him up or anything. Yeah. So, pack stories. We'll go, we'll go ahead and throw the number up here. Because it's not like you really need to see the bottom of the screen in this game. Um, you mean there's no radar? No. It's the past. You're a time traveler. You gotta pull your map out. Yes. No, there's a radar. There's my radar. Anything in red? Those little tiny red dots? Yeah. Yeah, those are bad guys. You're getting shot in the Facebook. So then you gotta find these little bastards. One of the you streamers must know you really well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he must know what that is. I don't know. Who is? You streamer six, six seven, seven five, five nine eight. eight. Reveal yourself. Yeah, reveal yourself, and then maybe we'll and tell the story. And then maybe we'll tell the story. Yeah. No promises. No promises. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's funny. All right, no story then. Uh, so anyway, PAX, CCP Games. Yes. Another Georgia company. Uh-huh. Skipped Dragon Con. White Wolf, Skip Dragon Con, decided to do PAX instead and had no White Wolf at all in their booth. So it's like CCP bought White Wolf and is now like shelving all White Wolf stuff. Kind of sucks. But the Succubus Club yes, was their nightclub party at a nightclub in Seattle. Oh, was that the Grindr Club? Yeah. Glenn was there longer than I was because they ran out of the beer I drink. And that kills any party, even though it was hilarious. I was about ready to leave. He said it was lame. No way. 
it, it was better with beer. And then when they ran out of the beer, I was like... No, they, they yeah. ran out of your beer. They ran out of my beer. They had plenty... Of crap beer. Of beer. Crap beer. They had the beer I drank. Mm-hmm. They had liquor. Yeah. It was but, open bar. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. You left an open bar? It was open bar. And that's some dude shooting grind like and, and, and yeah, it was see, done. Why, who's the guy in the audience that is continually going to the end of the story instead know. of letting us lead up to it? Because he's like, oh, and on the last page, you know, Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I'm supposed to say that. It was the uh-huh. first video that came up. Well, whatever. <laughs> Just because that was the first video he showed you didn't mean that's the, end, that's the beginning of the story. Actually, the first video was him stalking that chick. Wow. Do I need to shut off his mic for you, Glenn? Mike shut off. Okay, so. <laughs> so what do we, like, I remember seeing, like, they, they, they basically it's a nightclub, and I, yeah. I, I don't do nightclubs. So I don't know if, like, this is, like, standard nightclub fair where they just have, like, the chicks dancing, and then everybody stops dancing, and, like, they open up the stage, yeah. and somebody does a routine. With some halftime entertainment. Yeah, like, routine, and then everybody mm-hmm. gets up and dances again. And the first guy I saw was, like, this, the, this Asian guy. Yeah. Built. Obviously well-trained in, like, sword fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. But instead of sword fighting, he's using a lightsaber. Yes. And uh, he he was using this lightsaber, and he had it off first. Uh Uh-huh. So he was just waving around this little tiny lightsaber, and he would actually... He ducked down and switched the lightsaber and turned it on, so it looked Mm -hmm. like he made it turn into... "Ah, And then he actually, like, did motions with the lightsaber... Timed to the techno music. Yes, yes. And so when he would move it, it would actually do the mm-hmm. wong, wong, But he, he timed it to the music. It was actually the music that he was doing it with. The DJ wasn't reacting to him. He was. He had obviously practiced the routine. Very, very. very and it was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he did, did a good really job. Good. You know, and he was shirtless for the ladies. Yes. You know, he was built, mm-hmm. so the ladies loved it. And uh, so that that was interesting. And then. When we got back to dancing, you got to realize this is a nightclub. It, it's a goth scene, kind of. Yes. But they had nerds there from CCP. <laughs> so they were dancing around, and they don't have glow sticks. No. But they do have iPhones. And it wasn't a rave. It was not a rave, <laughs> but they had iPhones. So this one guy put it, turned on his iPhone. Just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, the backlight. Well, no, it wasn't the backlight. It was more he. Let's see. I'm going to switch it over here. So what, what he did is he actually turned it on to the menu yeah. like this, mm-hmm. and he held it kind of in his hand like this, where it would still, or maybe he held it like this, but so the light would come out. Yeah. And he was like doing all this with it, and it's a dark room mm-hmm. and stuff. And what's better than using one iPhone for this purpose? Borrowing somebody else's iPhone and putting it in your other hand. Yes. And so you had two iPhones, both on the menu screen, waving them around like this to the music. And he's like doing para-para or something. I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. And I mean, yes, I know that there's like glow sticks apps. He wasn't using any of the apps. He was using the home screen. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, even I have the the glow. I, I have a glow stick app. Which everybody's going to recognize in a second. So I even I have this, which actually will turn into the whole. Okay, even I've got that app. So the lightsaber. The lights. It's yeah, the lightsaber app. 
Um, you got to remember, this was an open bar. Open bar. There was a lot of people dancing that don't normally dance. Right. And so they're just going, Woo! They were trying to fit in the best way they knew how. They were having fun. Speaking of open bar, I've got a, there's a hole in the top of my Mountain Dew. Is it? Yeah. Uh-oh. Anyway, the idea has been planted among my disciples here in Kennesaw, Georgia at CC Gaming, which is where we are. Yes. Gaming store. We're playing Darkest of Days, which we're not showing you right now. It's actually in a cutscene. Where are we at now? What war? The Russians are pissed. That's all we know so far. The Russians are pissed. So we saw that, and then yes, continued is you know I have no problem with you know people's sizes. I am a fat person myself. Okay, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. This was in it, uh, one of the attendees. She was not gothy. Uh huh. I think she was there for packs. <laughs> she was plus size, which there's nothing wrong with. No, no. Okay, no. I mean because I'm fat. It's nothing wrong with that. But when you're using a huge support pillar. As a stripper pole, and it actually looks like it fits. You know, it's, the yeah. jokes write themselves on that one. Yeah, this, I, you know, this was a so this wasn't a stri- this was a support beam. It was a huge, like wide support here I'll, I'll for start. for the bottom of a building because yes. we were in the like basement. We were in of the basement. club, but it was about it was a support beam. Yeah, it was a support beam about this wide, and she had her leg. Up around Legs around thing. it, you know, probably about that size. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a stripper pole, which is about this size, maybe. You ever seen a movie when, like, something lands and, like, dust falls from the ceiling? That's what <laughs> That's what was going on. Yeah. She was shaking this pole, and you could see the dust come down from the ceiling. Yeah. So she was using it as a stripper pole, and, and she was big enough that it almost worked. Yeah, she thought she was... She thought she was dancing she, on a stripper pole. She had the moves, you know. She, she had was, the moves down. She's watched yeah. Showgirls, apparently. Yes. <laughs> she, she was on the support beam. <laughs> Achievement. Oh, we got a tw- bomb technician is what the it achievement was. It says, congratulations, you yeah. have lasted this long. The outcast, uh, outcast says a load-bearing column. Is that what it would be called? That, yes. yes it's, it a lo- it's a load-bearing column? It was column. a load-bearing column. She was using a load-bearing column as a stripper pole. This was not something that, Th- like, a light was This on. is why I decided to stay, <laughs> and then they ran out of my beer. And then after I left, apparently the granddaddy of them all yes. occurred, and I'm not there to see it. You're drunk. I was done. So this is your part of the story. Oh, oh now see, Mike Fahey said the same thing. I'm talking to him in the airport about this this party and he says to me really wasn't exactly my scene i came i had a beer there was some girls dancing it was great i left it wasn't what i thought a cc party would be and i'm like it's white wolf i'm like how long were you there because i was there till they turned the lights on and say go home and i saw some pretty crazy stuff it wasn't exactly my scene either but um because i mean what were you wearing I had on I had on a pair of jeans from who? E- uh, Echo. They were Echo jeans. Okay, so they, you were an all Mark Echo. So I got Echo jeans on, and I had on a long sleeve white Echo, Mark Echo shirt. Echo, okay. Echo shirt. And um, everybody in there was wearing black. It was a goth vampire mm-hmm. scene club. And I'm st- 
right about where Bobby was talking about where this lady was on the load-bearing pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of nowhere, because I have no idea where this guy came from or how he got to this point in the club without me seeing him just appear next to me, was a guy... Hard to tell how tall he was because of his boots. Mm-hmm. He had on probably some six-inch heel boots. Mm-hmm. Long, long, dreaded, probably fake hair, I don't know. Leather pants with his ass hanging out. Mm-hmm. Eye makeup, jewelry, lip pierced, the whole deal. Just fully leathered and chained and, mm-hmm. and pierced out. And he's just hanging out, and uh, I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. But what was crazier is I, I, I snuck out to get some fresh air, and another buddy of mine from here in Atlanta had, had was there at the party, too, after you left. Yeah. All day. And um, Is he, there lag on this? Is yeah, this really badly. bad lag? This. You are not. This is not buffering, folks. This is exactly how it looks yeah. on our TV here. It's like two frames a second. It's mortar. It's futuristic. Is what it is. Okay, so anyway. So this guy, I, I noticed him, and I'm just like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's wild. I I cannot believe this. But it's cool, you know. It's it, Everybody's playing the part. Everybody's... Everybody's doing their thing. <laughs> you know, everybody's doing their thing, and I'm like, well, you know, it, it's funny. I'm buzzed. I'm having a good time. I could care less what's going on. I, I was entertained. Then, while I'm outside, I get a text message from all day that says, Glenn. Get in here. Get in here. You've got to film this. Because you had your little flip. Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, maybe there's a hot chick in there dancing around that... He wants me to come get a picture of or something. I don't know. So I'm like, where are you at? He's like, come in, make the left by the fan, and you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm like, okay, here I come. I come beeline down the stairs, come running in. I make the left, and I'm like, er. <laughs> I hit the brakes. <laughs> because I don't know what I just walked into. There is this same guy that I was talking about up on stage with a side grinder. This is like, when I mean by side grinder, this is a piece of equipment that you grind metal with in auto body or welding. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy in a teddy bear outfit (laughs) holding the pole to where this big, huge chunk of metal is attached to at the top. And this guy is, to the beat of the music, throwing the, the metal grinder against this metal, and it's throwing sparks well it's not just throwing sparks it's throwing sparks on girls these girls are dancing in real sparks and flames and and crazy in their asses and their asses thank yes. you i yes. figured i'd say it for you since you couldn't apparently I, couldn't bring yourself to say it they're bent over getting sparks shot all over them and then there's guys in gimp suits with whips and heels coming up Pulling themselves into uh, into these flames or sparks and, and fanning the sparks yeah. into their face. In, the, in their Facebooks. In their Facebooks. Okay. In their Facebooks. So I'm just lost at this point. Right. I ran and got another beer and was like, whew, what is going on? You need a closer look, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I needed a closer look. <laughs> I wanted to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I ran over there all day and I'm like, all day. 
It's like I'm I'm, I'm jumping up on stage, and I'm gonna get what? up here. I'm gonna film this thing on stage. On stage, as close as I can get to this die grinder dude, and and see if I can get like what all's going on and all the action. And so I did. <laughs> and all these like you're gonna get kicked out. They're gonna throw you off stage. And I'm like, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna grab some good footage. It'll be a good laugh, and, uh, and then I'll bolt, you know. It's at the end of the night, and I'm done. I got a buzz. I'm good. I hop up there, and they're like, come on, come on, get over here. And I'm shooting video and all day's laughing. And He's making sure you don't get your ass beat, That's right. right. He was, he, Yeah, he was a good 400 feet away going, yes. are you okay? Because <laughs> one thing to note, he, I, he doesn't drink. No, he doesn't. Right. That's, he was hanging out to make sure everything was Yeah, to make sure we didn't do, yeah. to make sure that you and I didn't do anything stupid. That's right. He, d- he didn't drink. Mm-hmm. That's right. A very, very interesting And, and so you got party. up there, and you had the camera. The flames were coming onto your camera. The, I, was, I was so close to the die grinder and this guy that I, I reached out. We got the video there. That's right. I, I reached out. As close as this was right here, I was behind it. And the sparks are flying all over the camera. They're hitting the camera. And while I'm down there doing it, all of a sudden, this guy's face just pops right up in front of the sparks, and he's fanning his the sparks into his face, and he's got these goggles on, and it it was the bizarrest stuff I ever seen. Now I started thinking about what you said when you were like, "Yeah, this isn't my scene." And I was like, "Oh, if he was here now, it still wouldn't be my scene, but I would be laughing hysterically." It was quite an interesting party. D5T wants to know where this video is. We haven't gotten, we haven't taken it and edited this, it yet. This video has not been released. No, we may release it. Yeah, maybe next week. It has not been released, and I looked everywhere on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I looked everywhere to see if anybody else had gotten footage of this. Mm-hmm. And so far, there's nothing else up. So we have somebody breathing heavy in the mic. So Friday Night Gaming, you're on the air. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, it's Bacon Bits. Sorry about uh, that. Two, two weeks away, <laughs> and Bacon Bits calls. No, I'm kidding. Yep. I told him I was going to make that joke today. He didn't appreciate it. So what's up? What's on your mind? Um, I, I wanted to ask, speaking of uh, worst peripherals, I was thinking about the worst uh, controllers. Uh, Dreamcast? I wanted, to, I wanted to know about uh, what you're, you think are the worst uh, controllers. Okay, maybe I can say Dreamcast and get some flames going on here. I, I think... By my opinion, the, I think the worst one is uh, the uh, GameCube controller. Can't GameCube. stand that controller. It's a little weird. I think the worst one is a third-party Dreamcast controller. Okay. Because they had to make that 15% different to be legally you know, allowed to make right. that. And they made those things huge, very huge. Can I say the Guitar Hero World Tour drum set? Sure, sure, <laughs> yes. GameCube, w- the worst? That's considered a controller. Yeah. yeah. Worst controller of all time. I, I say the GameCube because um, I, right around the time I got the Wii, I decided to buy some GameCube games, and I bought Metroid Prime, and and I, I'm trying to play this, but I, I think I, I hate it because the, the controller is so cluttered. It, with all the buttons so close together, uh, but 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 the buttons on the GameCube all were different sizes, so you didn't have to look. You could do it by feel. You knew exactly what button you were hitting by feel. They were all uh, weird. And there were just as many buttons on that as there are on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. It's actually 
Yeah, yeah but like on the 360, the the Watch. buttons aren't as cluttered. They're no they're 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 not as close together, which which makes it easier for you to spread your fingers. What? You're like Doom Plague sitting here going, "What what are you talking about? Do you have a GameCube controller sitting here?" Because a GameCube? Yeah, like uh, a GameCube controller, not a GameCube itself. Yeah, we, I'm sure we got a GameCube controller hanging around here somewhere. Yeah, we just want to get one and like put it up on camera and see what you're talking We're about. Talking about an original, and not yeah, third original, party. right? And not the Wavebird. Here comes an original GameCube. Thank you. Let me see, let's see what it looks like. Okay, we're gonna turn off Darkest of Days for a little bit here. Can we actually turn it off? No, no, no. You can't turn it <laughs> off. Damn. What are you talking... Like, they're not that close together. That's farther away. Like, you got your the, the big button here. Yeah. It's the big one. You got the smaller one here, so you don't even have to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the two buttons up here that are kind of used as accessory buttons. And your Z up top, right? And then the Z is up here. But maybe my fingers are just too big. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they say about people with big fingers. I'm not going to finish that. Yeah, I'm not going to finish that. But no, like there's there's no type. more. There's actually less buttons on this than on the Xbox 360 controller because there's no left Z left. Yeah, it's. It just seems like to me there's. And there's no select button or back button. It's just start. Just, yeah. This is an easier controller than the ones we use today. And you're saying there's too many. They're, they're too big. <laughs> the A button's huge. I, 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 like, like I said, my, maybe my fingers are too big. Look at that, see? No, I mean, what I liked about the GameCube controller is that it's all by feel. You could use this entire controller by feel. You don't have to worry about, you know, like, are you hitting the right button? Because the B button feels different than the A button. The Y yeah. button feels different. The X button feels different from this, from their shape. I got a Dreamcast controller in the back. A red one. If red. we if we can get it pulled up here, I'll show you that one. That's the worst. It's a red Dreamcast controller underneath the uh, the workbench there. Mm-hmm. And that one, I don't know if they'll pull it, or if you can find it with the mess we got going There's on. There's the we red go. one. He, he found it. So this? this is my worst controller of all time. Oh my god! That's a third party Dreamcast. Oh my god! Look at that. They had to. They had to make it fifteen percent different be, by law because of patent, and so they made it fifteen percent bigger. Okay. You got to use the back button to bring up the map. Uh, Objectives. Quite. Quite. Now different. let's see here. Let's let's see. Are the, the buttons closer together? No, it's bigger. It's there, there's more room. <laughs> I like my controllers bigger. Well, this so one's for you right here, bud. Yeah, like this is bigger sure. than the Duke. Yeah, that's. Sure. This has got to be bigger than the Duke. It is. Performance. Yep. They're, they're spaced out. I like that. Well, we have these especially for you, Bacon Bits. Yep. We'll put it in with your Yoshi. That's right. That we haven't sent yet. Because Bacon Bits was like, I think it got lost in the mail. I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to lose something in the mail that hadn't been shipped yet. Who, which one of us is shipping it? I, I think I think you're shipping it. Well, that's why it has a ship. I know. I thought you were shipping it. Well, I didn't keep it. You still have the Yoshi here. <laughs> There's your answer, Bacon Bit. Bobby, Bobby did it. Yeah, it's my fault. I'll blame Bobby. Yes. Blame me. All right. I'll hang up now right. and let other people call. All right. Bye. Thank you. This is this is huge. 
That's yeah, and that's what she said. That's what they're saying out there. <laughs> Darkest of days <laughs> is the game. I think we died again. Maybe I handed off the controller. Oh, he handed off the controller, and it says push start, and nobody's pushing start. Just because we're fighting the system. Gotcha. Yeah. Are we showing off the swag to the people that just came in? That's, well, I'm, I'm looking at the other fun stuff in the bag in without, the bag. without opening. Without it. opening my bag because yeah. you didn't open your own. I didn't open mine. I'm not going to open yours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We need a translator for the bloody burger. Yeah, my friend in Japan is probably asleep. Now, that's one of the things we can talk about. What's that? Friend in Japan? For, well, using a friend in Japan for yes. stuff that we saw at the Pink Godzilla. Or Pink, Pink Gorilla. Gorilla. Pink yeah. Gorilla. You, this is funny. Now, guys, let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you this. And, uh, you know, we, we do have a call. Stay, I, I see you. You're on Skype. We're going to just talk about this for about a minute or two before we get to you because we do want to take this call. But it was kind of – don't worry about it. So it's, it's kind of funny uh-huh. that – you, when we walked into some of these people that sold vintage games. Like the very first one. The we, very first we, one. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I look at you, and I'm like, this is exactly how we feel walking yeah. into your store. I was impressed that this guy had as much stuff as he did. I did, yeah. well, I did not see it coming of, of the great selection he had. And mm-hmm. I, you get used, I guess, to spending all day in, in, in here. In a vintage game store. That when you walk into another one and it's impressive, you get excited. And it was a nice game store yeah and, and on and there was a couple others and they had a lot of imports yes and that's what i think you kind of realized is that hmm i've always mm. had a lot of imports mm-hmm. but it, here in in kennesaw or atlanta they don't do as well yeah. they've always done better online but then there's conventions so that's and your convention stash yeah that's what we should always do so we have the call here, so we're going to go ahead and take it because he was nice enough to let us talk for a minute while he was on the line. Friday Night Gaming, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, hey, this is uh, Interlogic. Interlogic. How are you yeah. feeling, man? Uh, I am fine. I, I think I've gotten over the PAX flu now. All right. The PAX Because I was out of it the last day when I actually finally met you again. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. He was sitting in front of us in the hotel you did because a few hours later, I was worse. Ooh. So it was, it was a, that was a painful trip home. So but you got the chicken I'm packs. You got the chicken packs, but you are fine. Yeah, I hope, yeah, from what I can tell, yeah. yeah. Maybe not mentally, but that's usual. That's normal for me. Right. But <laughs> actual physically, uh, yeah, I think so. So this was your but, second packs. Yeah. What was different this year than last year? Was this year better or worse? Um, I don't, <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> trying to think, it's, uh, and for all games, people actually like meeting them again. It was worse, I guess, because I didn't really meet anybody this time, or I didn't run into anyone I met last year. Mm-hmm. But because they're all in terms going to of Boston, the events and everything else, and besides getting sick at the end, it was incredible. It's just as good, if not better. Yeah, most of the all games people are going to Boston. They? Like they decided yeah. not to do this one, and they're going to go to Boston. I ended up running instead. into people from other communities that I'm yeah. on, and so. And if anything, I ended up meeting more people that way. So it was really cool, though. We had dinner with uh, Havoc978. Yeah. Yep. We, yeah. We, we had Mexican with him one of the nights because he said, I haven't met anybody. And I'm like, let's fix that. Yeah, he's, that's right. I, I, I'm like, sorry. I didn't. Oh, sorry. Keep going. So, you didn't, no, he was, uh, I think what it is is the floor talk is kind of, I have the floor talk too high. Um, but uh, 
he was like he was in the BYOC. That's how he was using his computer to get on chat and stuff. And I was in our hotel room, and I was like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's go eat somewhere. So go look for us. I'll stand out at the corner." And so, yeah. and then it was funny. We were like, "Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Glenn's having a smoky treat down by the hotel. Let's walk down there." So we walk down. You're walking up to us. We apparently cross each other on the street and don't mm-hmm. see each other in the crosswalk. Or and, and then so I call you, and you're like, "Where are you? I'm up here at the corner." I'm like, "We went back down to where you were." So, but we did hang out with him. So nice, fun times having mm-hmm. with the people from the forum. Yeah. And chat. Yep. It's really, that's one of the really things that's cool about PAX is just meeting all these people online that you never see mm-hmm. and then find being able to meet them face to face and seeing that they're not totally jerks, most of them. <laughs> well, half of us wouldn't. Yeah, some yeah. of them are, but that's different. Wait a which half? <laughs> no, one, no one here. Oh. We're all good. We're all good. Oh, oh okay. Oh. See, I was talking about you. I was talking yeah. about you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, I, I'm sorry, but in the time when I was trying to call you, were you talking about uh, Pink Godzilla at all? Or, yes. Or Gorilla? Pink Gorilla. Pink yeah, Gorilla. I bought, uh, I bought an action replay from them. A mm-hmm. Saturn action replay. Wow. A Saturn really cool. action replay? Saturn action replay. I bought yeah, something from so them, can, too. So I can finally play my uh, copy of Pocket Fighter because I couldn't play it before. Wow. Uh, it's kind of like a Sega satellite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I got. I bought something from them too. It, it was fun. Good booth. Nice people. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got to figure out how to get to my user account. Because uh, oh, it's photos, and then I put in mine. Okay. Yeah. I bought something from Pink Gorilla too. There it is. I saw it. We're going to show this on camera. This is no. We do not have this here tonight. We're working on. Uh, like we're just trying to get it. To work right, but uh, check it out, y'all. Woo! Oh, that must have set you back. It set me back <laughs> a little but, bit, a little bit. But here's the thing: so for people that don't know what this is, this is the Neo Geo AES, which is the home console, mm-hmm. yeah. advanced, the advanced entertainment, and this was the gold edition. Mm-hmm. The box was in bad shape. Like the the physical box, but everything else is like mint, brand new here. looking. Brand new looking. The guy really took care of it. It's got this is uh, I almost drew on the screen and said okay. So there's the console. There's one joystick. There's another joystick over here. Right. These are the original hookups, and then there's Magician Lord. One game, and it came with a carrying case, which I didn't. I don't have a picture up here, but I do have the the carrying case. Mm-hmm. And the box. So, and I saw this there, and Glenn's with me, and I'm like, yeah, so what's in it? And obviously, they don't have the price out. Yeah. Because they had, like, you yeah. know, they, they had things for, like, nine ninety nine and stuff. We were teasing about so, the nine ninety nine price. Yeah. And then, so, I asked, you know, how much, you know, how much is it? And they are like, oh, you know, hemming and hawing and stuff. And uh, basically... They were like, oh, yeah, it's it, it's this price. And so, you know, I'm saving the number. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, oh. cool. And then I finally, like, I take Glenn aside, and I'm like, okay, Glenn, <laughs> wh- what's that really worth? He's like, you should get it. Because it was apparently a good deal. Yeah. Which you don't expect at conventions, because they can usually raise yeah. the price at conventions because they know people will pay higher prices just because they're at the convention. Right. And, but this one, 
was very so. I mean, how much do you think I paid for? Well, I don't know, Interlogic, if you knew. I mean, I've said it on Twitter. Uh, I imagine it's probably it's very very expensive, especially okay. in that condition. Give give yeah, give a number. Uh, a number. Yeah. Mm, Four hundred, five hundred. Okay, uh, you, it, you're you, it's split. Yeah, I paid four fifty for it. Yeah. Oh wow. But Glenn, you were telling me like the console and one joystick. How much does that go for on eBay? Three to three fifty at least. Three. So and then you're not. You know, you don't know what condition. Yeah. But this is the box. Yeah. The original hookups, two joysticks, and a game. Right. And a bag. And and, and the carrying bag for it. Yep. With the styrofoam, mm-hmm. and the styrofoam matters when you have a box. Yep. Which the FedEx guy broke up in little pieces. What? To pack Aww. it up. The, the styrofoam. What? To pack everything in. Uh, yeah, and then he put bubble jerk. wrap and everything, and he put duct tape around it. Not duct tape, but packing tape. Yeah. So the box got a little bit worse, but hey, everything got here okay. Um, I actually do have... But does it work? Is everything functioning? or that's That was what I was getting to next. Oh, okay, yeah. That's all I... Woo! Right there. Boom. There it is running with the Neo Geo AS right there. And then the game is right there. And then here's a fire hazard. Yes. And here's another fire hazard. And um, I'm moving, but someday they could go like this. Woo! $450 well spent. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think of this game that came with it? I, I didn't play it too much because I think there's the problem. I th- it's flickering. The actual uh, unit. Uh-huh. Um, it's looking like it looks like, and I think it's because I'm using the RF because that's all it comes with. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to zoom in on my fire hazard stuff. That's my classic collection. There's more consoles to the right, but um, it it kind of like pulsate, pulsates on the screen, which I believe is just because it's RF. Or because it's this TV, because I plugged it in to another TV because it was easier to get behind my little Commodore 64 monitor, and it looked great. So it wasn't pulsating there. So it's either the TV or the connections or both. So I couldn't play it for too long because I was going to get a headache from the pulsating. But your um, system collection looks about as bad as mine, like with everything like stacked right next to each other and all the wires and everything. But only one's on at a time, so it's not like a. Ah, well, I got a switcher. Two of them. Oh, I've got a switcher. There's. (laughs) There's one switcher. There's a switcher here. There uh-huh. it is. And then there's another switcher over there to, that controls all the stuff that's over here. Yeah. I'm a nerd. So you picked you're, up the action company. replay. Yep. I picked up the, uh, the the Neo Geo. You picked up something from one of the other developers, Glenn. Or not developers. One of the other sellers. I did, yes. Capcom. Yep. I, I grabbed <clears throat> the Theme Fatale... Uh, limited collector edition fighter stick Ooh. for Street Fighter 4. It has all the ladies on it. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was fancy. It, it was nice. I, I picked up the one for the PS3. It's the, uh, I don't know. I have never seen that, that one or that edition or that version. So we mm-hmm. all bought a toy while we were mm-hmm. there. Yep, and you also bought a game. I did from, from the from the first place when you're like, oh my god, yep, oh my god, oh my god. I did like this little first spot. I looked around in the Nintendo, and as if I didn't have enough Nintendo mm-hmm. games, I snagged one from him. I picked up Ninja Gaiden two. There you go. Good price. 
So now some people are talking about like you know the how I could fix my problem. Yes, we know there is a mod kit for the Neo Geo AES that gives it composite. Is that what everybody's video. throwing at you right now? And everybody's like, you should get that. I'm like, yes, we know. <laughs> In fact, that is how Glenn is paying for his hotel. Oh, oh. man. At least that's the way I was paying for it. Yeah. You, I, I just looked and said Neo Geo, and you're like, oh, thank God. Would you really want to open it up and mod it in order to get that to work? Yes. <clears throat> you would? Yes. Because there, well, I would think if you spend that much money on something, then I wouldn't want to touch it anymore. I, I play games. I, the I don't collect issue, them. I have the same issue with my uh, – I have a PC Engine Duo, and I was reading about how to open it up so I can play normal uh, uh, turbo cards in it. Because you can only use uh, the Hue cards in the PC Engine one. You can't use the Turbo Duo unless you open it up, and I think you have to solder something. Yeah. I'm like, I paid nearly $200 for it. I really don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> I do. I don't want to have a $200 brick just sitting there. Well, I, I trust Glenn, because, Glenn, you've done this at least once. Yeah. I yeah, you, sure. you've, got, you've got an AES, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. you, you did the same mod to your AES. You vouched for it. Yeah. I sure did. Huh. So I, I'm not worried. Interesting hands, then yeah, I see. That I would, would do it. I did. You know, we I went in and pre-drilled and and made a very clean. You know, I, I've got three component or uh, composite, composite. Excuse me, composite um, gold plated spots on the back with the S video and the. Um, and then you did the BIOS as I did well. The BIOS, which I, I learned, I do want the BIOS, mm-hmm. not because of anything's region locked, because the AES is not region locked. The languages. It's yeah. not the languages either that I want it for. It's the ability to give myself 99 credits. Ah, okay. Because you can't, because the AES games, I think, default to five credits. It's not like the MVS, which is the arcade unit, uh-huh. where you can just keep hitting the credit button and give yourself more credits. So you need the BIOS to give yourself 99 credits. So, the play all the way through. so I can play all the way through because I suck yeah. and die a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to want that BIOS, too. Mm-hmm. So we got to put a BIOS in there. Yep, put the BIOS in there. So, yes, I do want to mess it up because I want to <laughs> play it. I, d- I don't I – don't, I, I, I buy things to play them, not to collect them. And, um, and then you get the other argument, which I got from somebody on Twitter. It's like, you know, my toaster can emulate Neo Geo AES games. Oh. Why would you want – to spend four hundred and fifty dollars on something that you can emulate on your Wii. Yeah, Ooh, screw that. You can actually get the real thing. Exactly, and you see, actually own the actual yeah. thing they made at the time. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, why the hell would you want to just emulate it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just no. I mean, although price, all price, price aside, most people can't afford uh, Neo Geo. Right. So. Well, that's why it's great that like they're available on the Wii Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you can spend ten bucks or whatever they cost. To get Magician Lord, whereas I paid $450 to be able to play Magician Lord. Yeah, but you're playing the real thing. But I'm playing the real thing with the yeah. huge cartridge. Yeah. We will no bring emulation issues or anything yeah. like that. You're, it's the actual thing. We, so, we'll bring a Neo Geo. I mean, I, I think we should do that sometime, bring in a Neo Geo, because you've got a lot of games. Yeah. I'm hoping to amass a collection of games. But go through kind of like what we did with the FC3 and kind of like play, just like do a night of Neo Geo and just show what they look like with the original hardware. Well, modded original hardware. Yeah. Because we can't stream RF. Right. So. So, yeah. So, no, we were uh, we were very impressed with uh, with those stores, and thankfully they're nowhere near Georgia. That's <laughs> right. So you're, you're far away. Wait, all your money. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's more, you know, they're not, they're not competition. Well, they oh, might. That's true. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. <clears throat> 
Might not be. We did a little For me, talking. Waste all my money here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now you know Glenn knows to go to conventions and take lots of uh, imports. We're probably gonna set up at a lot of um, stuff, depending on the you know cost of booths and stuff, and if it's worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. there was one at Dragon Con, but they were from Kentucky. Oh yeah. And I asked, they didn't have Ghostbusters for Genesis. <laughs> I did ask for you though, because that was the one game you were looking for. Yeah, I had a guy come in looking for it. Mm-hmm. See there, I was out on my mm-hmm. weekend looking for a customer request. Yep. And they said they didn't have it. Yep. So anyway, thanks for calling Interlogic. Anything else you wanted to say? Um, none, nothing I can think of. <laughs> All right. Thank you so right. much. Yep, no problem. Okay. Now, Breakman yeah. wants to put you on the spot. He does, does he? He wants you to do my Neo Geo mod on the air. Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, that one's probably a bit because I've seen the wires and stuff. Yeah, that's a little bit too intricate. May, maybe filming and and then editing it and putting it all together. Yeah, like doing yeah. And when I say editing it, just so um, just so it's not a three to four hour process of doing it all because that's something when you got a you got a one time shot. Yeah, you got a one time shot. You need no interruptions. You don't need. To worry about cameras and all that kind of stuff, lights so, and stuff, yeah, and doing it live, yeah. So yeah, that's something you got to take your time on, and if, you know, take a break from and step away from it, and take a breath, come back and and finish it out. Three sixties, PS threes, whatever, you know. You need yeah. a part. You slip up. You need. You break a part. You know. You you can order another part. You can put another part in it. Neo Geo. No, we don't have a parts. Uh, a parts, parts vendor. bin. Yeah, you don't have a parts uh, vendor or anything. So we have another call on the line. Fred in at Gaming, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Chris Phil from Detroit. Chris Phil from Detroit. He sounds so upset to be here. I am. This is mortifying to be here. Oh. Why? You just hate this game that we're running? Yeah, I've, I've been watching it for two and a half hours, and I literally can't take my eyes off of it. Two and a half? We've only been on for like an, uh, two hours. Oh. Yeah, I two hours. No, you're close. It, two hours, 17 minutes. You're right. It, uh, it's just... um. It's like one of those car wrecks. You see that th- it's going to happen, and you just you want to turn away. You just mm-hmm. can't. <laughs> anyway, I had a point for calling in here, so okay. let's get to that. Uh, I got a question and a comment. All right. Um, first of all, questions for, for Glenn. I've been trying to get a hold of you. Uh-oh. Um, what is, He's I'm been in Seattle. Just, yeah, Seattle <laughs> Airport is where my office was all this week. <laughs> where your office was. Um, do you do I'm, – I'm – had recently had a uh, issue actually coming back from Seattle uh-huh. where I uh, broke the glass plate to my iPhone, the cover of it. Uh-huh. I was wondering if that's something CC Gaming repairs. It'd be this thing. It'd be that right there. Yeah, I'm sure that we could do that for you. You know, the first question, first tech question we ever got on this show, the very first episode was is, iPod. Was do we fix I, iPods? And I believe that was yeah, correct. Was that you? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. <laughs> So that night, I went home, and I ordered iPod toolkits. Mm-hmm. And we've done a couple iPods and a couple phones since uh, then. Okay, so I didn't know if your toolkits did the iPod Touch or anything. I, I didn't know if it was just for the click wheel iPods. Yeah, I was I was doing some research online, and it just... It looks a little see, crazy? It, well, there was a YouTube tutorial about replacing the glass on the iPhone 3G, which is the, which is the one I have. And... To tell you how crazy it was, it was broken into seven parts, huh. each ten minutes. So you know, I guess it's a very complex 
uh, procedure. And the reason I was asking, I was wondering in general, because Apple wanted to charge me about $200 to repair that. Hey, I just got to ask, did we start the game over again for the third time? I think you're playing a different game now. It's or it's, This is the tutorial again, isn't it? I think so. Wow. I think we're in training. We need to tell people not to start new games. Oh. I guess. Oops. We're at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah we're back to the game. beginning. Yeah. You, you did start Oops. a different game. Yeah. Well, you can play Tower Defense for a little bit. So anyway, Look here's us. Pretty... We've already watched that part of the game twice. <laughs> but this is the best part, Bobby. Don't deprive the viewers of this. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is the part where the guy gets a handgun that he has no business on knowing how to reload. Because mm-hmm. he's from the freaking past. The future. This guy? Yeah, you're actually from the future. But didn't he start off in the Civil War or whatever? No, 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 or... you're a time traveler. Ah. You work for the time traveling agency, and you got thrown up to the front lines or something, and you had to get rescued, and then you didn't become a rescuer of others, and like that's the storyline mm-hmm. of the game. So you are a part of the time traveling company. Yeah, I was trying to read those subtitles. Yeah, something didn't like quite that. translate. Well, yeah. all right. So, inconclusive on that. That's um. So you got an iPod. What's the model uh, on it again? What I'll uh, do I've is. Got- I've got the iPhone 3G. It's the iPhone. iPhone 3G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say, what I'll do is I'll look at I haven't done one of those yet. I haven't done a glass. Uh-huh. But I'll be glad to look it up. And um, I can, Yeah, I can even send it to you because um, I do have a, a first-generation iPhone sitting around that I can just throw my SIM card in and be yeah. fine for a little bit. Yeah, I'll definitely look, at, look into it and see. The good thing about it is if it's something that we find out if that's something that we want to do in the future. Yeah. So we'll, and yeah, I, we'll check it out. And, and I, I won't murder you if you break my phone because it's already dead. So <laughs> it's already dead to me. Well, that's that's nice of you. Thanks. So we can do that on the air. Yes. If it's uh, yeah, it sounds to me like it's over an hour long. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's but it's, I guess I could sit over here and, and be tearing it apart. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. It, the other thing is, I wanted to ask you guys if you saw at PAX the Nvidia booth. I did. 3D technology. The 3D glasses? Yeah, I did. It it didn't work for me because I have a severe astigmatism. Uh, Well, I was asking. I I think we went over this on the show floor Mm -hmm. when I was talking to you on the show floor. But I was wondering if Glenn saw it. I did. They were doing, um, I think, Resident Evil 5 with it. Right. I did see that. They had Resident Evil 5, World of Warcraft, and Need for Speed Shift. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. You know my question, my number one question was, is this coming to console? Yeah. And I got the same answer with everyone I asked that. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Sure, we're working on we're it. We're working sure. on it. Yeah. Well, I would say no, because if NVIDIA is a video card company, wouldn't they want to <laughs> sell their video cards <laughs> to do this? Well, they were giving you know, the public, the PC answer. Yeah. Yeah. Pub- but it was it was probably the best thing I saw on the show floor. Didn't which work. Which is kind of weird to say. Didn't work. Yeah. Well, you you guys. Well, we obviously know why it didn't work for you, Bobby. But it it works. <laughs> it's it was a it was an amazing piece of technology. I thought it was too. I thought it was good. And I it's only it two hundred dollars if you have the right monitor. Is that all? Graphics card only two hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, well, the, 
they were giving away now. Uh, they they had a twit uh, or a twit a tweet contest where they were giving away a pair of the glasses and a monitor. Mm. If you did your little uh, your yeah. tweets about what was going on, it's if you don't have well, basically if if you don't know about this, you need a what was it a one hundred twenty hertz monitor, and I believe a Nvidia card over the ninety eight hundred. Yeah, to do to do it, but when I when I literally got in the cockpit view of Need for Speed Shift, everything and everything was kind of in its 3D place. That was the inter- that was way more interested, yes, than mm-hmm. Resident Evil Five. Yeah. yeah, yes, it was literally one of the best things I've ever seen. Like the only thing I have a problem with, I'm still just a doofus wearing glasses in a house to see yeah. ooh pretty 3D, and then. And then when someone kind of walks up to me to see what I'm looking at, all they see is blurry pictures. Yeah. So it is what it is. But yep. what about these new TVs that have the 3D capability? I've never, I haven't seen those. There's um, Mitsubishi makes a DLP that has a yeah a jack on the back that's for like movies and different things that mm-hmm. I don't want to use the word emulates, but creates the 3D image or whatever mm-hmm. for um, for different media. I wonder if the console world can tap into that through the TVs instead of using yeah. a PC to do it. That's the other thing I was wondering, if those that NVIDIA technology, it, it was working with a video game, how it handled, let's say if that video went, well, you, it did a pretty good job doing Resident Evil's cutscene. I, yeah, I was I, I was wondering if, okay, okay, let's say I boot up you know Netflix on my PC and flip on that 3D stuff, if it'll make anything 3D. But... I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it. No, but it could. But it could yeah, it because could. of the way, especially if it's in the video card. The, all these 3D games do have Z buffering. Yes. So they know exactly how far away things are, and they just use rendering techniques to turn that into the 2D plane. So they basically could just take that same data, data and put it in this 3D glasses yeah. thing. So I mean, it, it is possible that you could. Put in like Doom and have it be in 3D. I don't know how possible that. Maybe not Doom because it wasn't a 3D engine; it was 2D. Yeah. They just made it look like it was 3D. But yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Eh. So, it was your well, first it, PAX? Was it everything you expected it to be and more? Uh, you know, other than the show floor being a little bit smaller than you you'd think it would be, and it was bigger than last year's. It was, and it was bigger than last year's. So I can't imagine last year's show floor. Last year's oh. show floor was. Mm-hmm. The you know those doors oh you crossed the sky bridge, and then you went in those yes. doors and, th- and inside those doors where like Telltale was and Dolby was in front of you, that yeah. was the start of the show floor. The show floor were those two rooms only. Wow. The sky bridge was the line to get into the show floor. Wow. And then actually, and then yeah. actually the part behind where like Pink Gorilla and Dofus and and them were that was the BYOC area last year. Wow. That's that's much smaller. So, uh, actually, the one of the cooler things about PAX, and you alluded to it, mm-hmm. was um, the console free play area that mm-hmm. they had, I believe, up on the sixth floor. Yeah, which is the first time where, PAX has had the sixth floor, where you could um, just check out games and play them on random yep. tr- random systems. Mm-hmm. The, the the strangest thing I I saw is one of the strangest. I walk upstairs, and I see in the back back corner of the the console free play room. Mm-hmm. About 20 people huddled around a little standard definition TV. I'm like, all right, something's going on back there. I run back there to see. 
turns out they're having a tournament on Super Smash Brothers. The original <laughs> little Super Smash Brothers, I think they were using the, the, the Mario Brothers 3 mm-hmm. um, um, version of it. And I was like, you're having a Mario Brothers tournament here at PAX. Yes. Those are awesome. And, and that's like... That's we're going to hold... A, I swear we are going to do this, Glenn. Tetris Attack on the Super Nintendo. Tetris We're attack. doing that tournament sometime. Okay. I don't know when, but we're doing that. Because I love and, uh, Tetris Attack. And then the, the, the next greatest thing I saw, they had four... Um, what was the game? Uh, big Controller. Jesus Christ. Steel Battalion. Steel, Bata- Steel Battalion. They had four Steel Battalion sets. We're running that here, too, because we, we both have it. Mm-hmm. Wow, you look at this load four, screen. You could play four-person four deathmatch Steel Battalion there. And I did, and I won. First time go. ever playing the game. I had to look at the little sheet next to it to figure out how to start up my Mac. I know, it's like an eight-button thing. It was awesome, though. Did, did the game crash? I think the game crashed. Like he he went through the tutorial and then he went back to load the game where we were. Uh huh. Uh, yes, it did. And it crashed. Yeah. There Look might, what you did to my game. There might be an update for this later. There might. I think they're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Game's out there. What do we do now? Hide. Oh, this is better. Than, uh, Chris, you couldn't hear that. You said this was better than two worlds. When it shipped, uh, when it shipped. Oh no no I, no! Two worlds when the bear attacks you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And you know Flames. they knew this stuff. What? Are, they were just like, send it on out. We'll get it taken care of. Sign into <laughs> FN Gaming. I, I wonder if the the PC version is a little bit more stable. It's got to be. It looks like it was a game that was built for the PC. Yeah, in fairness. It, it was. In fairness to the game, it looks like it's a PC game that they ported to the Xbox, not the other way around. Because when I saw it played on the show floor on the PC, I was like, wow, this actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I played it for maybe five minutes, and I didn't hate it. We didn't hate it either. <laughs> it was... It wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh, my God. That's why we chose to run it this week, because we didn't hate it on the show floor. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's confusing on the show floor. (laughs) Don't know what's what. (laughs) Like, um, what was that? I played Forza. Forza 3 with their their nice little setup. Their three-monitor setup. It's the first person to play it uh, during media hours, I believe. And, um... I want that setup in my house, but I don't want to pay three thousand dollars for it. Yeah, because you got to have three TVs, the TVs three, three Xboxes, Xboxes, and three copies of Forza, mm-hmm. and that's not counting the seat. Yeah, and steering wheel and everything. So much fun, though. And actually, you could use four. Into the fire. Yes, because you can have one behind yes. you. Correct. Are we? Are we killing? Are we throwing ourselves into the fire now? <laughs> Is that what this has become? Can we shoot the fire? It turned green. There we go. He had to actually load the musket. Yes. Rescue bullet. boys just head on down the middle. Yeah. Rescue boys just head down the middle. That sounded like Aaron. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> From the... Uh, he probably could have done the voice acting for this game, too. <laughs> yeah. Made a couple extra bucks. Saved a couple bucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they would send me the game for free on time. <laughs> You're bitter about that. Not really. 
Well, at least it, you know, maybe it won't be crooked when you get it. Maybe. Or bent. We'll see. Or bent. <laughs> and and I would like to, to send a little get well, even though they're probably not listening yeah. to Firefly and GK. Yeah. Who I was in, I shared a room with both of them. So I will be printing out my I Survived Pax 09 Swine Flu there you go. hotel room t-shirts. See, and here's the thing. That, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, everybody got sick out of there. And everybody, like, Glenn, you didn't get sick. You just got stranded. Yeah. <laughs> I not well, I tempted fate twice because after PAX, I went straight to Dragon Con. Which you're mentally insane for doing. Where but. everybody had already been there for three days because that's a four-day con and PAX is only a three-day con. Yeah. And I went to Dragon Con and survived and I, you know, I'm fine. I, mean, I slept in a room with two people with flying flu, and I'm fine. But <laughs> and people just walked in, and that's all they heard is like, I slept, with heard. People, I slept with people with swine flu, and flying I'm fine. Flu, yeah. But there's, there's, no, there's no changing it now. It's out there. I can't edit that one. Yep. Chicken packs. You can't take that one back now. So nope, uh, can't take that one back. As serious as it is, the, the flu thing. I do want to think. You know, think. I mean, what are we going to see at PAX Boston? Is the big swag going to be game themed surgical masks with the, with their game on the mask? Somebody will probably do it. So somebody will probably do that and have like you know everybody's wearing the Hello Kitty MMO surgical mask on there, well, and then you can punch them in the Facebook. The, the most. The most. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Blizzard, yeah, it was the Blizzard booth that was giving out hand sanitizer. That didn't seem fair. <laughs> they had the two, they had two of the biggest games in their booth, and they're giving out hand sanitizer. They wanted you to, um, th- to clean and wash yourself. They didn't want you touching the keyboard. Exactly. Well, they, they didn't over want, and over they and over. Want, they didn't even want cameras by their booth. But that's yeah. a whole other story. Yeah, they, they, their Blizzard doesn't do cameras. Square Square Enix doesn't do cameras. Yeah. Brink, Brink didn't do cameras. Which, they, yeah, they were yeah. very. Well, they're the ones that, that signs. But Red Dead no. Redemption didn't want cameras. Nope, they sure didn't either. <laughs> to the to the point where you couldn't even tell Red Dead Red Dead Redemption was there unless you knew. I did not know unless it was there. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're giving out T-shirts, so I got in the line. I'm like, why is this moving so slow? They're like, it's for the demo for Red Dead Redemption. I'm like, there's a demo. There wasn't even a sign for it. I know, I know. there was no sign. There was no sign. You did not know that game. Was being previewed, and that, that was the big thing at their booth. That and their Timberland Scratch Ultimate, whatever, yeah, DJ game. That I was like, huh? Give me Beat Mania or something. I don't know. And I, and I would like to, to to confirm to everyone that on live is is fake. Really? Yeah. You checked out on live? No, because no. It, it was it wasn't there. It, it wasn't on the show floor. Therefore, it's fake. It well, wasn't on the sh- didn't they say they were going to be at PAX, though? Yes, and they had... See, here's the thing. It, if you lined up for the queue, there was a huge... Like, in the queue to get into the show floor at the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. there was a huge on-live banner. Mm-hmm. Just, and I, I think you could even look up on the internet and find a picture of this. And I'm standing underneath this banner, looking at everyone in the lo- queue for the mm-hmm. line. I was like, am I in the on-live line or something? Mm-hmm. Because... They weren't anywhere on the show floor. I saw one of their representatives with a bag set on live, bolting out of the convention center at the end of day one. And had I been more clear-minded, I would have tracked him down. 
So there were people from On Live there, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if they were just showing it off in one of those uh, back alley rooms. Bauer CTU says, did anyone get to play Alpha Protocol at PAX? I didn't. Did you, Chris? Um, no, I did not. Okay. I didn't get to see it. Here's why you didn't get to see it. It was behind closed doors. Yeah. Which, there was a- to me, that goes against everything PAX is trying to stand for. Because well, they had um, E3. They had, uh, go ahead. Go no, you 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 go interject. You go ahead and okay. interject. I'm sorry to interject. They had um, what was it? Right. About sixteen behind closed doors rooms, uh, right behind harmonics. Those and, well, uh, a lot of those were meeting rooms where basically you could go to sit because I've been in those rooms and there's like not much in them. It's no. like it's basically just a place for you to talk to them without having to scream. Yeah. Over people, so. Those aren't are what I'm talking about. This Alpha, Alpha Protocol was behind closed doors, literally. And that, I thought PAX was the place where you didn't have closed doors. We didn't even take appointments. Like, yeah. we got emails saying, hey, come make an appointment and see us. We said, no, we're not going to do that. That's yeah. not what PAX is about. Because I've done that before, where we've run around like chickens with our heads cut off, trying to make all these appointments. We're spending 30 minutes with the Hello Kitty MMO. Yeah, and, and and instead of seeing what we actually wanted, and you know, we were able to actually sit and talk with some people for like an hour, which we w- wouldn't have been able to do because we had nothing else to do. We're yeah. just you know going around taking our time. But Alpha Protocol was behind closed doors only for members of their community. Hmm. On- and like press could not get in, which I have no problem with. You know, I don't yeah. have a problem with press ju- not press not being able to jump in. But they said, we are only showing it to active members of our community. Hmm. I don't know how you prove that, but... Well, no, I mean, that's what they were telling, I think uh, they were telling uh, Edie from Platform Nation. Yeah, that's, that's my what question they were t- is... That's what they were telling them, is like, no, we're, we're not letting media in, we're just letting our community members in. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they sent out invites to people on their community. Yeah, you obviously got uh, a list or whatever. And so... Hmm. Yeah, so that's well, why Alpha, Alpha Protocol. If people want to know what it is, it's um, it's Mass Effect. Yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, it's, it's not actually Mass Effect, but it's that's how it feels, and they get very upset when you say that. Yeah, well, but they shouldn't have been behind closed doors. Yeah, I saw it been. at E three. So, well, Forza was also behind closed doors, but they had a they had something they had their, out for they, everybody. They had their E three build out on show floors, and then Correct. they were showing off the. Retail copy, the t- copy that just went gold mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Yeah, which they were showing off, I guess, for the first time their um, right. shop system. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was a little. But the the one thing about PAX that I do like, <laughs> and, and you you said it, I think I went up and talked to the Jumpgate guys. Yes, the guys that were doing Jumpgate, and we talked for about forty five minutes, and I literally <laughs> ha- didn't have a, anything scheduled. Yeah. And it was just one of the most enjoyable experiences I had on the show floor. Because mm-hmm. these were yeah. people that were generally excited about their game and they wanted to talk about it. To anyone, whether they had a press badge mm-hmm. or a three-day badge yep. or a one-day badge. Yep. And that's what PAX is all about. That's what PAX is about. Not these behind-closed doors. You have to make an early appointment just to you know lay an eye on our game. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's kind of why I was like... I, there were some places, and yes, I did take advantage of it a couple times, where they would let media into these like presentations, like Red Dead Redemption, and yeah. Yeah, I was too late I, to get into I was too late to get into Dragon Age, but they gave me some swords anyway uh, because I tried to go at the end of the day, the last day. But 
ba- basically, you know, I don't. I like the idea that Pac says media does not get to jump in line. That is not the point of a media badge. And there are yeah. some people in the game, in the quote unquote press, which is the like the independent press, the the people who do this as a hobby, like me, like you, like Glenn, yeah. um, that were complaining that they didn't get to play the games because they couldn't jump in the line. That's good. Yeah, that's a good thing, you know, because yeah. that, it should be for everybody, and that's kind of why I was kind of upset that Alpha Protocol was behind closed doors, two people they pre-selected. I don't care that I wasn't able to see it, but nothing at PAX should be behind closed doors. Well, that's my opinion. Come to, come to think about it, the only line I douched with media credentials is the Red Dead Redemption line. And I didn't even ask. It was kind of funny with yeah, me. I didn't either. Like, I was just kind of standing there. And, and he looked in, and he's like, there's standing room only. He looks at me, points at me, and tells me to get in. Yeah, that's basically what happened to me. I was standing near the door. They had just let someone out, and they saw me and a couple other people. And like, get in here now. Yeah. It's like, okay, I didn't know what I was going into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dragon Age would have done the same thing yeah. uh, if I had gotten there earlier. They said they had stopped doing that for media about 30 minutes before I walked up because their line was full. It was the last day, and they didn't want to tell people that they couldn't, you know. But... If I wanted to play a game, I wanted to play Borderlands, I went first thing day of three and stood in line like everyone else. Yep. And that's like that's why you like Glenn, you played Halo three ODST during the PAX preview. Yeah. Yeah. I played I stood in line and I did eventually play that four to three thing, but I stood in line for it. I stood mm-hmm. in line for Scribble Knots. <laughs> and uh, you know, so I mean that's it's not a getting the media badge isn't about jumping in line, it's actually about having that press room with your own private internet. Yeah. And you know, which I did not take advantage of whatsoever. I, I didn't either this year. I did the couple years before. I, I actually walked in the press room once, and that was to say hello to people and you know shake hands I with the. I couldn't even room. locate the press room if you you paid me large too. It was right where it was last year, right where where we did our broadcast. Well, th- well, that helps me a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we're getting the stink eye because even though we started late, people want to leave here. Yeah, so I we're going to go ahead and let you go and end the show. Thanks for calling, Chris. It was great meeting you this weekend. Glad you didn't get great, sick. Great, me- great meeting you. Uh, sorry I didn't uh, see it too much, CC. Uh, Glenn. Nah, it's Unfortun- sorry, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> the night I showed up, I pulled everyone away from I know, it's where like- Bobby and CC Glenn was. Right. Yeah, right. we were like sitting there, and like it's like, okay, we're all leaving. And I'm like, we're like at this big, huge table at the tap house, yeah. waiting for our food, and our food comes after everybody leaves. We're like, great. I awesome. apologize for that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Talk to you guys later. Take care, man. So that's it, guys. That is uh, all that we're going to do. So Darkest of Days was the game that we were playing. So uh, who played it most? Eric. Eric did. What did you think of the game? Is he here? (laughs) No comment. Well, you see, you got to play the game for free, so you have to comment. My comment is good effort, but not enough. Not enough. It's, so it's, it's horribly repetitive. How much would you pay for this? I wouldn't. You oh, wouldn't. I man. would not pay for this. You arcade download? I no, hell no. Man. It's worth an arcade download. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell who the good guy is, who the bad guy is. I don't is. know why we're doing this all over again. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's time travel. <laughs> I've already done this mission. second time getting this far. I, mean, I don't like it. <laughs> so you would not pay for it either? I don't know. I haven't played it long enough to really say that. Okay. Oh, Fair answer. 
Bauer CTU says he'd rather have dental surgery than play this game. <laughs> wow. Breakman says this game is so bad it's making FNG leave. Bacon Bit says he can see the pixels on the grass. That's not. <laughs> Breakman also says Dark is the days where it packs because E3 doesn't want us. The opinions of our chatters are do not necessarily reflect the opinions of us. That's right. Aaron was a nice guy. Aaron was a nice guy. <laughs> the the PR contact was a great guy. He was. Well. Brad from Pod Culture, which is another podcast, and yeah. he was at DragonCon. Uh, he says this game could be worse. It could be Yaris. Man. Which is the game with the car that had the arm coming out of yeah. it. That was free for a year, and then they took it off and removed all mentions of it on their website. Game Guru says, screw it, he's leaving now. He's not going to wait for us to say goodbye. Bacon Bit says, this game is so bad it would not even be worth it if it was free. Damn. Wow, you guys. Wow. This is the. I don't think we've ever had a game on. That's been panned this much. Nope. Amanda says she doesn't even want to play it. G.I. Joe was bad, but people. But I guess we ran Transformers before it. Yeah. And so everybody's like, well, it's better than Transformers. Yeah, Joe, Would you steal it from Blockbuster? <laughs> Excellent. Let's do that. You can't differentiate between the good and the bad. You just shoot at things yeah. that move. And you hope for the best. Your teammates look just like the enemy, so you like shoot them, and if they don't die, you your so if the crosshair had turned green as it passed one of your teammates and red on an enemy, it would have been much helpful. Uh, yeah, that would have been better. Um, and what's with these balls that you have to throw to kill the glowing guys? They must be other time travelers or something. Because you're, you're protecting time. <laughs> Brad from Podculture says, I should have been at Dragon Con. And there's one thing, and I am going to show this on YouTube. Yeah. Because this means that I really should have been at Dragon Con. Let's see if I can. Let's. I'm, I, I'm trying to think of the title of it. Um. So let's see. I, let's see. Because I got to search for it on YouTube. From what I believe, the there it is. This is why I wish I was a Dragon Con. <laughs> Hang on. So I'm letting that buffer a little bit while I set the screen. So we're gonna watch what I want to watch instead of uh, what uh, we're doing on the screen. There we go. So we're gonna do. This is why I wish that I was at Dragon Con. This is uh, this was a rehearsal for a world record attempt being done at Dragon Con. Yeah. Of the most people Doing to play to dance to Thriller. Okay. Now, there's a reason I'm showing this video in particular because this video has the most awesome thing. So this is a rehearsal. They wound up getting 903 people to do the thriller dance of the full version. And this is one of the rehearsals. But here he is. Yep. The star of this video is this guy right here in the full alien costume. And now everybody's coming around. So he's in the full alien costume, and he's he's actually wound up. He is a guy that came over from England specifically to take part in this world record attempt and he actually practiced this in the full alien suit just to be here at Dragon Con and it's got to be really hard to do that (laughs) 
I hear the dance choreographer in there. Yeah, because this is because they're practicing before the world record yeah. attempt. That's crazy. But it's so exaggerated because he's got the long things, you know, and he's got the big head. That's a nice suit, though. It is a very nice suit. Like I said, he came from England specifically to do the DragonCon dance in the alien costume. So he actually practiced before he flew out here. Like, he was the best guy in the entire group. Bauer CTU says Michael Jackson would have been proud of alien guys. He's got his badge on. Yeah. I feel sorry for the people on the podcast that can't see how hilarious this is. That Look, is a long dance, too. There's yeah, this so it many. has to it has to be the full version. Guinness yeah. says it has it can't be the radio edit. It has to be the album version. Yeah, and everybody has to be doing it. There are specific guidelines, paperwork that they had to do for Guinness because there was a twelve thousand person one in Mexico City, but they did the radio edit, so they did not qualify. So they don't know if they broke the record. They got nine hundred and three. But since MJ died, a lot of people have been trying to break the record. Yeah. So if you want to find this, if you're on the podcast feed, search YouTube for Alien Dances Thriller Dragon Con 2009. For those in our chat room, I've actually just pasted the YouTube YouTube link into chat. But uh, And the laughing on the camera is because everybody's watching the alien. Excellent said it would have been funny if they gave him a jacket. Gave him a jacket? Yeah, gave him the Michael Jackson jacket to wear over the alien suit. (laughs) Alien guy should have led the group. Bauer CTU says that, but actually I think the Guinness rule says that someone in a Michael Jackson suit has to lead the group. So I think that's like part of the Guinness rules. There's apparently a lot of rules that Guinness imposes on the largest thriller dance. Yeah. This is why I wish I was at DragonCon, just to see this in person. Is this in the Marriott? Yeah, this the was in the Marriott. Right, I don't know if this was in the Marriott or the Hyatt because it's DragonCon's in four hotels. Yeah. So the Marriott, the Hyatt, the Hilton, and the Sheraton was added this year. Dow Downtown Atlanta. And apparently there's, um, in the actual full attempt, there was actually a uh, leather, like somebody was a giant silver glove. He was the glove, and then there was somebody else that was uh, the uh, 
uh, the, the flying spaghetti monster was in the full attempt that they got on video. And there were Klingons and stormtroopers and stuff in the full attempt. Like, you're not seeing them in here because everybody's trying to dress the part. But they encourage people to wear costumes like, um, like, you know, they wanted the Klingons and the stormtroopers and all them to show up. Oh, yeah, and you have to hold it for a certain amount of seconds. You can't stop. That's part of the... Yeah, see, the laughing. Guinness will disqualify you if you break... If, because you got to dance for the entire time. So if everybody stops at the end and, you know, starts clapping before the end of the laugh, you're not actually dancing the full time and Guinness will disqualify you. So it's... It was something else. There we go. So um, that's it. That's all that we're going to do this week. Join us next week, hopefully 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll think. I'll try to figure out how to give away some of this stuff that we have because we didn't do it tonight because we were talking about packs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, one thing I do want to say is that um, I'm now hosting a third show, but I'm just hosting. I'm not actually like running it or anything. It was just announced this week. It's called the Escapist Listening Lounge, and it is going to be on All Games Radio. Uh, it is basically a, uh, between us and the Escapist Magazine, which a lot of you probably know from uh, Zero Punctuation, Yahtzee, with his reviews. Um, we actually are, are going to be previewing the next day's review. So it's going to be Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. We have uh, Russ Pitts, who is the editor-in-chief of The Escapist, on this week uh, for the first pilot episode, talking about video game music, talking about The Escapist and stuff. It's going to run for about 25, 30 minutes. Uh, I think this one runs 27 minutes the first time. So... We're uh, it's it's a new venture bet- with All Games Radio and the Escapist, and I'm very honored to be the the voice of it. I am the host, and somebody else gets to edit it, and somebody else gets to produce it, and all that stuff. So, uh, hopefully, a press release will come out soon. It's actually been like sent out to media outlets, so we're hoping some media outlets will pick it up because the Escapist is big, and I am not. I am just fat. But I'm also on Sunday nights on my ra- AM radio talk show, Bobby Blackwolf Show, Friday night. Next week, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 is the game that we have pinned in. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a copy of it. Not sure what system we're going to play it on yet. Probably the 360, because that's usually what we play the Activision games on. Uh, so, uh, hey, if you like the show, tell a friend. Or, yeah, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. Just tell somebody. If you like Darkest of Days, tell a friend. If you hate Darkest of Days, tell an enemy. Because they're good guys. Everybody's like, but, but, but. I don't like my enemies. I don't hate my enemies that much. So thank you to uh, Phantom EFX for being uh, for giving us a review copy, which hasn't come yet. But uh, we'll we'll thank them anyway because yeah. it was the thought that counts. And you know they were very good to us, uh, very very happy to see us, and they they were very supportive of what we were doing here. So thank you to that. So uh, even though the chat room's kind of lo- gone down and stuff, I still like to read the names of the chatters that stuck around through the entire show. So thank you very much, Xlink. Uh, Aka Ripper, Amazed Tsuma, Bacon Bits, Bauer CTU, Breakman, Crystal1724, Deadman Wade, Gripper01, Havoc978, Interlogic, Maximilian, The Outcasted, Tigerclaw, Wyland, Brad from Podculture, Channel Z, T5, D5T, Dungeon Buster, and GameCube is awesome. <laughs> it's GameCube. awesome. Right there. So thanks so much, guys. We will uh, see you next week. Credits. Where's my credits? The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers only, and not necessarily the opinions of the Gaming Hub, CC Gaming, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be.
This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.